Let's start going. Okay. All right. I'm recording. Okay. All right. Here we go. Welcome back to the Jordan Phoenix Show. Thank you for being with me to, to being here with me tonight, today, or this afternoon. My guest today, none other than St. Louis's own Lux. Welcome. That crowd is incredible. What a good crowd. Thanks for being here, guys. People <laughs> have come to expect the bumps. Now, Lux uh, is a radio personality. Uh, among other things that we were just talking about, we basically had like a 30-minute conversation before we did this, and then I was like, fuck, we got to start recording. <laughs> I know, right? So, um, so she is, uh, you know, Homestead is uh, 105.7 The Point, um, St. Louis Alternative Rock Station. She's been, she was at the Arch for a blip, but then back to the Arch, right? That's what it's called? Um, no, no it's it, uh, now 96.3. Uh, okay, we'll see. That's it's actually, but, <laughs> no, but no, but the Arch is actually, a, we, they're a part of our family that's now. They're why, two yeah. doors down, so you're probably just thinking all the Hubbard family, now, Entercom right. family has yeah. uh, now 96.3. did 11 months over there. Yeah, so, and then and then they just swallowed you back up and at then the point. I, and then yeah. I got back to the point, and then they got sold the stations, half went one way, half went the other. Did you think that that happened before... Do you think that they like took you back to the point knowing that they were like, we got to get her over here before there's some shifts that are about to happen? I don't know. I'd like to, I'd like to hope so because I feel like deep down my boss just knows I love the point so much. They like know that that's where my heart lies. Like I had such a fun time yeah. doing pop music, doing top 40. I got to have a partner and that was really fun. Tim Convy, shout out to Tim Convy. I mean, the best partner on the planet. Love him. He's on the Courtney and Co. morning show on Y98 now. Okay. Um, okay. Which is Entercom. He got purchased on that half. And oh, I, the split. Yeah. We, uh, I had to, you guys uh, are enemies now. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> totally is the worst. <laughs> yeah. No polite banana exchange for you. <laughs> if you're a Ludo fan, you know the bananas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ludo. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's wild that like, it's cool that he is... He's like got his whole other life, you know, but then it's still Ludo is still there and they sell out shows. It's amazing. It's like, yeah. I got started at the point doing promotions and Ludo was like huge. 2007, they're on MTV. They had their own Cribs episode and they're playing Point Fest. And I'm backstage just, it's, my job is literally just to escort bands to get their free stuff, to sign their autograph stuff for the yeah. fans and then and leave. And I meet Tim and he's just so charismatic and smiley and they're all so, I mean, those guys are so nice. Yeah. And then flash forward to like almost 10 years later. Right. And he and I, my boss is like, hey, I kind of want to have a sh partner with you on the morning. What do you think about Tim Convy? And I'm like, oh, Yes. You're like, Ludo. He, he does this? <laughs> it's crazy. He was representing artists, too, in between then. And, like, one of my favorite artists, Kay Flay. Like, as a he was manager? Yeah, he was working Whoa. with Kay Flay. And so every time she would come to town. he kind of did the band shit or mm -hmm. the management for oh, bands. Yeah. So he's kind of. That's what I always tell people, like, if you're in a band or whatever, like, just, like, be working because once your band doesn't work out, like have a skill. Yes, <laughs> you know? yes. Be the artist so you can, you know, yeah. It's crazy. I fell in love with Kay Flay and I would ask my oh, boss, yeah, like, you guys are like, oh, BFS, right? yes, cute. she would come to town and he would, I'd be like, hey, 
I know we're not playing her song, but like I got to interview her yeah. and she would show up and then Tim would roll up too. And I'd be like, Oh, you from Ludo. This is so funny. And then again, a couple years later, my boss is like, Hey, do you want to partner with Tim? I'm like, yes, that is a highly creative, very talented, you know, multifaceted human. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Is he a comedian too? Yes. Oh my God. He's so funny too. Where does he like, is he funny bone? Or yes. Healing? Funny bone. Okay. He's everywhere though. And he was the producer of, uh, not safe with Nikki Glazer. Uh, right. on VH1. So he always opens for her when she comes to town. Oh, uh, yeah. He's just very funny. Yeah. Shout out to Tim Convy. Yeah, let's but this do, let's episode's do a Tim not Convy. about Tim Let's Convy. do a Tim Convy let's podcast. Talk more. Yeah. He would um, like that. Uh, yeah, I'll get him in. That would be good. You can hook me up. Um, okay, no, but... So, yeah, then I moved back over to the point. Um, I really loved doing that, but the, I mean, I just, even that year, that 11 months that I was doing mornings there, I would go to all the point shows anyway. If it was Point Fest or Wayback Point Fest, right. I threw myself in the dunking booth at Riz Show, eat and treat, whether I worked there or not. I just like it's just it's my vibe those are my people yeah did it feel good to kind of get a break from the i mean not that the point i feel like it goes through waves of like okay here we go and then like a lot of the same old shit and then there's like a new breath of like you're like oh it's like a lot of stuff and then that you know but did it feel good to just like not listen to that shit and you're just listening to weird pop songs that you yes know? yeah so much so much so i loved it um all the, the artists are so different and in pop world things happen so fast right. whereas i'm used to people like pearl jam and nirvana and smashing pumpkins who've been around forever and even even papa roach and you know uh three days grace they've got longevity right and then in the pop world it's like somebody will pop out they have a huge single <laughs> i literally have to play it two to three times an hour and then i never hear from them ever again and they go back to obscured and you're like i took three months to figure out how to pronounce your last name and now you're not even putting out another single I like know. who are you that's a lot of justin bieber he's on it's not just his own songs he's on like other people's songs yes yeah, so you yeah. have to name like four different you're like this that one's yeah. so-and-so featuring this person yeah. and yeah it was really nice when they'd have crossovers 21 pilots would be played on both oh yeah but that that's when you make that fucking money right yeah. you crossover artist yeah. and that's also when you make those fucking mistakes and say that's 21 pilots on 1057 the point nope nope oh. we're on now 96 three and you know someone's in their car going ah. Do you have a do you have like a dump button for we, fucks and, yeah. and one oh five seven the points on accident? <laughs> I should have used it for when I said the point. I thankfully have never used a curse word on the radio and I've never gotten in trouble for it. I have had um, a band do that. Oh, I know what band. Yeah, but you do know what band. <laughs> they recently in They were here Friday, sold out show. Did we talk about it? No. Uh, wait, did you talk to them? No, oh, okay. you know, um, after it happened, I mean, it's funny. It's the used. I, they're so, they're really nice exclusive, guys. Exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> the used. And uh, after it happened, you know, they were very like, oh, sorry, did we you know, just get you fired? I'm like, you might have. Like legitimately, <laughs> yeah. I, when you hit the dump button in the studio, it doesn't make any noise. On the radio, it covers over the curse word with a bunch of funny hoo-ha, like cover your dirty mouth and like bunch of, right. but like in the studio, you don't hear it. Right. So I remember looking at the, production people behind me with like the cameras and the video cameras and like mouthing like did that work did I put do I did you push it again like how right. many like I don't know so I was really afraid I lost my job did you miss it or did you cover it I covered it we were all good, oh, good. and in all reality somebody could say fuck shit damn they could say it as long as you does really, it feel dirty saying it right now on a podcast? Do, do I look uncomfortable because I <laughs> yeah, feel yeah you look like left and right you're <laughs> like fuck shit can I say these things <laughs> yeah really it, you, you can still you can technically say them but the second somebody reports you right that, right your company, you're gone yeah. because it costs a million bazillion dollars for that fine. That's kind of the way that crimes work is technically you can do anything. It's just if somebody Good. reports you, you can murder somebody, but 
if somebody reports you, you, you might go to jail. You probably shouldn't. Yeah. 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 No. And you know what? Honestly, the next album they came out with, and this is true, you can look in the album cover, you know, and they thank people. Yeah. They thanked Tommy Mattern and Lux. You can see us. So, so thanks to the used for shouting out to us the next album cover. And I, which one which, uh, was that uh, uh, In Love and Death? I don't know. The one after uh, Lies for the Liars? Yeah, it would be not the one with blood on my hands, but the one after that one. Yeah, yeah, okay. Bird you know and the Worm. I, see, I talk in terms of singles. Did you hear that? I right, literally right, was like, was that Bird and the Worm or was that, you know what I mean? Like, Dude, not all apologies. Where are we on the scale of singles? I'm so, uh, The Use is my favorite band and I can't name like most of the song's actual titles. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I just, I don't know. It's. I've never been a person to be able to like name names of songs. And you're like, just sing a couple, you know. Only the songs that we play on the radio do I know once that's, it, like if it's on the actual CD, I'm, I'm done for. And the right. worst is, because of the way our system is, it's just like your radio where if the title of the song is like a sentence, I only see the first word. So every time I get to Pearl Jam, I'm like, Pearl Jam, elderly woman behind the counter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or primitive radio gods where it's like <laughs> something about the phone booth and there's like 12 words. I'm like, yep. That's that song by that band. That's funny. Yeah, you must have like a weird um, set of like skills and. Oh, they are specific. They yeah, are peculiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are old. like when people are like, "Oh man, what else can you do?" I'm like, mm, I can talk in short bits. I usually know what national day it is. Give me thirty to sixty seconds and a ramp, and I'll hit it before the singer starts his first verse. Yeah, I've noticed <laughs> that you since we started rolling, you're talking your like uh your cadence has changed like the the things go on the the cans go on and the mic goes up and you kind of became more snappier it's like there's like a i'm like talking to radio lux now <laughs> and i was talking to real life lux oh, before yeah. it's kind of weird it's maybe kinda it's like, like a, you're a mask. super villain yeah it's like the microphone yeah. pops up and like your phones come on and then i you probably have like spent your career like listening to your like basically like correct like i do i do these episodes and then I listen and I'm like, oh, don't say um every fucking mm-hmm. word or don't say fuck every fucking mm-hmm. word because that is a big, I know you don't have to worry about that, but I've realized there's, it's really not good to say no. bad words and until they have like a punctuation, you mm-hmm. know, they mean more. We've got those crutches. I always say, um, and now anyone who listens to me on the radio will tease me for this, but I always say how excited I am about everything. Oh, yeah. So if you hear me say I'm excited, I'm crutch. You know, it's like that crutch where you're just, yeah, just trying to get through to the next thing. Right. I was like, oh God, we got point for this. I'm so excited. Because you like, you're waiting point- to think about what yeah. you are actually going to say. Yeah. And you're like, so excited always works. But people are like, are you really that excited? I'm like, yeah, in reality, I pretty much am. I'm a glass half full. I'm an optimist. <laughs> yeah. I love a good festival. I love Point Fest. I love our shows. So I am. But like, if you hear me on the radio and you hear me doing that, you're like, oh, uh, looks <laughs> so excited. <laughs> so uh, bringing this, it's always fun. This is weird because I can like see people living their real lives. They like walk by. I know. I love that about <laughs> it. We're we are in this art gallery, beautiful art um, by an artist I've definitely been stalking on Instagram for some time. Shout out Dr. Slime. Shout out. Shout out Tyler Gross. And and then there's beautiful like neon art. I know. And the beautiful cityscape and people just trotting on by going to Taco Circus and, and around and around. And it's like I came from my basement. So being here <laughs> feels like <laughs> like heaven, you know, like and it's kind of like the the vibe is kind of, you know, there's like different colored lights and it's like not, you know, basement lights and like the furnace isn't blaring and it's, it's, it's a good vibe. Okay. So point fest this year, 
circling back to talking about bands with longevity. Yeah. This year it's like all ba- like old ass bands that still rock. And right. That, and that, and it's crazy. Cause I was thinking like that wouldn't happen for a pop concert. Like there's not a lot of like of the moment bands on this year's thing, mm-hmm. you know, but like, it's like, Oh, these are all like solid hitters, you know, that's the difference too, between those two types of music being in the pop world, being on that station for 11 months, we had very little shows. I did like two interviews, three interviews. I think I interviewed like Sabrina Carpenter again, somebody you probably like who? Uh, yeah. I have no clue. Right. <laughs> yeah. I interviewed somebody who might've been on like the voice or X factor, somebody like that. Don't even remember that guy's name. <laughs> I think we have a photo together. Maybe shout out to him. Um, and then Flo Rida. Well, that one. Right? Yeah. But then you go to alternative rock, and these bands come through every year. Like, we just had 311 at the pageant for a ho-ho show, and they're coming back for a big summer show in September. That's wild, So these bands, and and 311's been rocking for years in Point Fest. We've got Shinedown, Cypress Hill. Like, Cypress (laughs) Hill. (laughs) Like, you gotta be kidding me. Dude. There's just bands all the time. There's concerts all the time. There's shows all the time, and it's good. Yeah, and I think that because they play all those shows, that's why they have that fan base right whereas yeah it's strange that like pop shows like they don't pop artists don't go on tour you know yeah and when they well unless they're like taylor swift or something yes and then they go like then they go they on go tour. on tour yeah, yeah but like it's weird i remember seeing some band i can't remember the name but some pop band that was like huge like number one single they were at uh at uh rest in peace uh firebird oh yeah there was like 30 people there 30 <laughs> like like 13 year old girls and me. And I was like, this is weird. You know what I mean? Like, this is like a huge it's like exactly band. Exactly what the, the 13 year old girl's parents were thinking. Well, for me. You're like, I also have a child. <laughs> I am here. I'm here for music. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It was like, also that has to be so weird for artists. Uh, side note. When you think about the artists who like played at 13 to 15 year old girls, but they're all like grown men yeah. in their twenties and something. They're probably thrilled as all hell to see a grown ass man out there. Rock. You know what I mean? Like when I go to warp yeah. tour and yeah. I see the bands and they're my age and they can see me back at the bar. Right. And I think we like hold a drink up they hold right. theirs up the stage and then there's a sea of like 15 year olds in front of us <laughs> and they're like thank you i like my music right. you like my music we're the same age yeah. this is now awesome <laughs> it's weird like growing up you just all the like all the extra kind of falls off of it and it's just like it the music is the music you know mm-hmm. and i think that then it's like probably easier to like connect with a band and for a band to connect to like adults because i mean there's probably some psycho like adults too but like feels more like, yeah, you're just a dude like doing your job. I'm a dude doing my job or, you know, chick doing your job, yep. chick doing their job. When you're a kid, it's easy to get like weird, you know, like it becomes your world, which is great. You know, it's a very exciting time. Like, but then you grow up and you're like, oh, you know, they say that like when you're young, when you're young, it feels like it takes forever to get from Christmas to Easter to these different things. But then when you're an adult, everything speeds by. And they say it's because like when you're super young, that's just like a small portion of your life is so huge. Like you only know those 12 years. Yeah. You only, So everything seems so extreme. Yeah. And like in high school, you think that's like the best you're ever going to do <laughs> because those 18 years are like all you have. Right. Now here I am in my thirties and I look back and I'm like, Oh man, that was like a little tiny drop in the water. But that's how your fanship is too. When you're like super young, it's everything to you. It's like standing in the front of the stage to see the band. And right. as a grown up, you're like, yeah, man, I got a great spot. I can hear them. I can get to the beer. There's not a line in the restroom and there's a parking lot. Right. You know, like the small little things. Yeah. And you realize that the front of the stage actually sounds like shit. And like the best Terrible. spot is like by the sound by guy. the sound like, guy. Right, right. Always. 
Yeah, that's weird that you bring that up because I just kind of got in like a weird little bit, little depression of that. Like thinking about like, um, I got like a two year old and a four year old, and like their lives, like you were like, like a year of my four year old's life is a quarter of his life. Yeah, so, so it's like, everything. When he thinks back to the last birthday, he was like, "That was, you know." A quarter of my life. I think about that would be it like. It feels like it was another life to him. Yeah. So when you're like at the end of your life, the equivalent would be like 25 years, you yeah. know, or whatever, 20 years, however long. I just started thinking, I'm like, I gotta get, I gotta get to work, you know, I gotta get <laughs> shit going. It says, it says you, I like, I'm not joking. I've come up with multiple podcast ideas and I literally sit around and I never buy a microphone. I never I like have all the connections on the planet when it comes down to it if I really wanted to do what I want to do but like you are in fact living that thing you've also produced two children I'm like over here with my three kids like let's let's compare 30s shall we no but uh I thanks for saying that but um (laughs) I I think you haven't done a podcast probably because it's like if you work I don't want to hear my own voice anymore yeah like (laughs) if you work like if you are a hairstylist and you cut people's hair all day you're not like hey you know what we should do after I get off work is go cut more people's hair (laughs) I'd love to really just teach classes about hair once I get done here I'll do more (laughs) hair and then yeah and just just gonna my YouTube channel for my hair so um a thing that you do do a lot of that we were talking about is social media you're kind of like the queen um the nicest thing anyone's ever said well I was confessing to you that I just scrolled through your stuff, like learning about all the abilities of Instagram because you, you do, like, I'm like, oh, I know how to make text different uh, styles, yeah. and, you know, <laughs> and you're like, I'm taking polls and ask me anything <laughs> and like all this wild shit. And like, what do you like? I imagine that you have a lot of time in between songs to fuck around. And instead of like doing things that aren't going to progress your career at all, yeah. you're like, I'm gonna work on my craft. But like, how did you get? How did you, you're, you were telling me you're like, well, okay. How did you get, let's start one yeah. thing at a time, Jordan. Okay, <laughs> easy boy. Uh, how did you decide, like, this is going to be something of value, so I'm going to go all in and start fucking with this? Well, um, I started, it's funny, because I started at the point in 2007 or, two, yeah, 2007, and that was when MySpace was, like, still real popular. Oh, yeah. Um, and they gave me, like, a couple, couple extra hours a week to code our MySpace page to make it sparkle, to make sure our jocks were in the top eight, you know what I mean? And making sure mm-hmm. Cornbread and the local show are up there and highlighted and, yeah. and whatnot. Um, and then when companies and stuff started moving over to Facebook, I already had it. I was at college when it was a college email address only thing. So I saw companies get on it and I started to think to myself, like, you need to be where the other companies are. So if the St. Louis Cardinals open up a Facebook page, we need to open it. The point should have a Facebook page. Um, So I started to see the value between those kind of connections. And then I realized that like, not just the station, but I myself am a product and you are a product and we all are inherently a product. And you sound like a Google. I know, know. but but also (laughs) the products I love and the products I like to use and the ones I want served to me and the things that I find interesting and the memes that I like and stuff generally come from people that I like and respect and and enjoy. So I just started it's soaking up everybody else's. I loved watching Nikki Glazer's Instagram story, um, Heather McMahon. There's these great comedians that I started to love. And I was like, oh gosh, these people just like put their world out there. They put their right. personality out there. They kind of go throughout their day and let you see what's going on. And sometimes it's, 
real and intense and sometimes it's light and funny, but I like found myself watching Instagram stories more than I'd watch television. I would like, I've got like a thing on my mirror where I can just like put my phone on it and I would just open it and I'm brushing my teeth and people's going through and I'm seeing my friends and they're drinking their coffee and -and so-and-so's baby did this and -and so-and-so. And then all of a sudden I get an artist who's telling me they're coming to town and I was like, oh gosh, now I'm just attached to it. I'm addicted to it. And then I started to see things that I liked. I was like, oh, that person does a story, but they don't talk for three slides in a row because I get tired after watching somebody for two when I swipe. So I started seeing things I like and that I don't like and kind of finding my own voice on there. And now I'm just absolutely addicted to it. I mean, as we were talking earlier, I had at least three TikTok songs go through my head and it was embarrassing (laughs) internally. And I said it externally now, so we can all be embarrassed for me. (laughs) Are you, are you, so you're TikToking? You got a TikTok account? Oh, I got the TikTok. I almost have, I I almost got 6,000 followers. (laughs) I don't even know what that, is that a lot or a little? No, it's not a lot. Okay. Um, Because to me, I'm like, shit, that sounds like a lot. But I thought you were saying like... No, it's not a lot. I wish it was a lot. I love uh, anything fun and creative where I get to make content. That's why I chose to be in radio, so I could make do funny bits and do funny things. Right. And basically all social media, to me, is a free channel. Like, I had to... You know, people have to audition to get jobs on TV shows. They have to come up with these creative reels and all these things. On Instagram, everybody just gets a shot at it. So, you know, I just wanted to take my shot and have fun. And I have gained so much through the connections with people. People have a laugh with me throughout the day, and then I get to have a laugh with them. Have you you met, like, actual people that are your friends now? Have you met them directly through Instagram or social media of any kind or does it always does a friendship always have to have that like inhuman element to it you know what I mean it is so weird when you walk up to somebody and you've been following them and they've been following you but you've <laughs> never actually met in person actually since we're in in the studio looking at all of Tyler, shop, yeah. Tyler's stuff I had seen his stuff online before I actually met. I was like oh this is the the artist and the person I connected the two things together and it's like, Oh, that's so crazy. That's, I think that happens so much more nowadays that I'm not so shocked by it anymore. Yeah. You know, you used to think like, Oh, you want to tell somebody, Hey, I saw you had a baby on Facebook, but you don't want to be that person who creeps their Facebook. And now I'm just like, Oh my God, your baby yesterday. Are you kidding? Like last week, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. I am not afraid to tell you I'm stalking your page. Yeah. I'm no longer holding back my comments or my likes. Like I'm just fully embracing it. Right. And the more I do, the more fun I have, the less fucks I give. I'm yeah. also in my mid thirties. So at this you point, just generally don't yeah, care. At the, well, more this point, anyway. yeah, at this point, yeah. anything that I am, yeah. I like am my parents it, know it. My friends great? know it. My coworkers know yeah. it. And I feel like, what else can I do? If you either like this, you like it. If you don't, you don't. If I put it out there, I have a better chance of finding my tribe and yeah. alienating people who don't like me. Cause they see how crazy I am and are like, bye. And I'm like, cool. Great. Go, go. Yeah. If you the- like it, stay, let's hang out. The other day, I'm a hundred percent with you. I'm we're the same age, uh, and basically. And the other day, I went to the sauna with Corey, uh, and I we after we got out of there, it was intense. By the way, because he's a psychopath, and he puts he takes a towel and puts wet uh, cold water on it Love and it. puts it over the sensor so that it turns up to like two twenty. <laughs> You could cook fucking eggs burn, in there. Burn, baby, burn. But then, uh, and then we went to the steam room after that, and then we got out, and I just realized, I was like, I got almost totally naked with this dude, <laughs> and I'm like holding on to like 20 embarrassing pounds right now, and I was just thinking like, dude, me 10 years ago would have been so self-conscious, yep. and I now I was like, I think, you know. Hey, 
look at look at these traps. Dude, you know check what I mean? This out. Yeah, right. Human, and human. And it's weird, like, and I'm like, God. And everybody says this, but I'm like, if I could have gone back to my twenties having the confidence I have oh. now, chicks would just be it would have been insane. Game over. Over for the, these hoes. It's the confidence, you know what I mean? Like and it's like, but you tell people that and you're like, just be confident. And it's it's not something you can just pretend. No, people make you feel bad if you walk around being confident too. Yeah. They don't want you they'll say you're cocky, you're being a That's boss, it. you're yeah. doing all these things. And it's like, no, this is the only human skin I got. This is the only body right. I got. I might as well celebrate it while I'm here. Because yeah. what else? You know what I mean? Like if I talk about Botox on air, if I talk about my divorce on air, if I talk about my miscarriage on air, I am so done worrying about somebody deciding they don't like me i would rather open those things up so if somebody has had those things they go shit me too yeah you know like somebody out here hopefully listens to that goes yeah fuck yeah i'm going to the sauna with my dude friend hell yeah i'm throwing down all day and now i don't give a shit about these extra 15 pounds because that means i live right that means i have the pizza from emos when i want to and i don't you know yeah like i'm I'm done feeling bad about anything anymore and I just want to feel good and I want other people to feel good. Yeah. And I uh, also have such crippling social anxiety that I stay in my house so social media really allows me Connects. to do that without yeah. having to go out, which is so crazy. You're like the third person in the last two weeks who I feel like is such a big personality and such a like easy hang who's like, I'm actually like really socially uh, uncomfortable. It's interesting that I get all dressed. I got all dressed up to come here Friday <laughs> and you can, you, you could down, this is dead to real. You can ask Seth, who yeah. owns Sweet Life, I texted him and told him I'm having a mental health day and I literally can't come tonight. I'll Venmo you $100 to buy me a print <laughs> from Tyler because I want to win so bad. I yeah. got all dressed up, makeup done, and then literally crawled my ass back into Couldn't bed like a total it? crazy person. Wow. But also, I know there's other people who do that too. Right, right. And I, I wanted to be open about that on Instagram, but then I also thought to myself, somebody's going to be like, oh, this bitch complaining again right. about whatever it is. And I'm like, no, you know what? We're all just human. Human is hard. Connection is like the one saving grace we have no matter what it is. And if I can connect to you any way possible, whether that's meeting you at an event before a concert, giving you a, you know, a cool prize for winning something that's right. so cool. Um, <laughs> or if you're just swiping at the end of the night and you see something and you're like, oh, that made me laugh for a second. That's so cool. I was just thinking about, speaking of giving people prizes, uh, I was just thinking, of, I'm like, you know, I see all these people like doing contests and shit on like Instagram and I was like, I need to get on that game because my Instagram numbers are embarrassing. <laughs> and, uh, and I, I was like, you. and I was like, that's dumb. Like that's not, that won't work. And then I thought about the joy of winning tickets so on the good. point. And then I'm thinking about it. It's like, it's like going trick or treating and you spend all this time, four hours when you're a kid and you get like, what I've realized is like fucking $9 of candy. <laughs> You could have just <laughs> so gone impressive. to Walmart. But there's something exciting about like earning it and when you call in and win and it's special and then you have to like fucking take time out of yes. your day to go pick them up and then somebody <laughs> behind bulletproof glass like slides them out after they... There's something the like about... The friendliest people behind that bulletproof glass too. It's true. Like our friend Des Girl, she used to work at Disney. She literally is the friendliest human on the planet but she just behind that like... Mm -hmm. She's like a lot of crazy uh -huh. people come in here so... You know, I don't get to win a lot because I give away... Like it's my job to give away tickets we don't get to win yeah you're like disqualified from yeah yeah so the last time i won something was probably four or five years ago i was at a pujols family foundation bowling event out yeah. in like valley park and i won five an obscure number we only give out even numbers you mm. take a friend you take a double date yeah. you know five green seats to the cardinal game oh it was the, i still was like literally this is the coolest prize ever and yeah. I, took, I took some friends and it was so great but i like the winning like the actual moment of being at the bowling right, right, alley right, right, and them right, calling right. my number and me being like, 
Holy shit, it's me. Because it means you're win. special. It's like out of all these pieces of shit, uh-huh. I am the shining diamond. Dude, yeah. Which is good because you know they probably donated more than me. Because <laughs> I, I work in radio. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's, that, that is, uh, that's a double-edged sword. Uh, you know, radio isn't, nobody thinks radio is like baller money. I don't think anybody like looks around and is like, dang, they're balling. But also at the same time, I may not be able to donate a ton of money, but I get to do a lot of cool stuff for the community, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. I get to work with Stray Rescue and the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Like you kind of get like the perks, like you could probably, I'm sure you don't, but you could throw a little weight around and be Mm -hmm. like, Oh, our weight. What's, uh, what's up on all these, uh, 25,000. Oh yeah. Yeah. 10 minute weight. That's that's right. I have never used that, and I always almost feel like awkward when when I'm on the list for something, and I do have to be like, um, I'm I'm on the list. You're like it's Lux 1057. <laughs> it's never un- it's never under Lux. It's always under like my maiden name, which I haven't gotten back because that takes forever. Before yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ex-husband's like it's been three years. Get your name back. Like I just I have to go to the DMV. It's a whole yeah yeah. DMV, like, again, sorry. my social anxiety too. Like the DMV, I'm not going. Hey, by the way, I think that there? you can go, I think if you get a AAA membership, you can do everything that the DMV can do at AAA. It's like, that would literally change my life. I I, I will buy you something if I'm wrong. Cause okay. I, cause I'll, take a, I'll take a stag beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, <laughs> give I'll you take a one you, stag yeah. beer. Uh, no, I, I'm pretty sure... Okay, I'm sure that that's a real thing, but as I was saying it, I was <laughs> like, it's, it felt I like I don't know if changing your name is something <laughs> that happens at the DMV. No, I go, I go to like I'm at the pageant and I'm like, hey, I've got two tickets, and they're like, okay, what name is it under? And I go, okay, and I hand in my driver's license, and I go, but it could be under Lux. It could also be under, uh, and then yeah. it, it's a whole thing. Which, by the way, uh, in the very small amount that I did preparing for our interview, I looked at your name, and a lot of people want to know what your real name is because it was. <laughs> It's like the third thing when I tell him like L U X, it was like, what's her real name? <laughs> what were the so, other ones? Bikini picks and divorce. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't remember, but it, it was, used to be is Lux divorced. That was number one. I used to oh. laugh about it. Do you, so do you, which take, is something that I probably, you know what I mean? It's like, you, I guess I don't think of anybody in St. Louis really as a celebrity, unless you're like an athlete or a television personality. Right. But, uh, so you can tell, I feel like you might Mm. I, I just feel like you yeah. know what I mean. Like you're you're yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. like your you know, news personalities, right? The local celebrity thing is weird. Yeah, it's it is weird because when I did get divorced, I had uh, let so many people in on the marriage. Right. I talked about it on air. I you know what I mean. My my ring, my flowers, those were all commercials that I did. Like that was you know what I mean. Like <laughs> yeah. I it, it, yeah. so that when I got divorced, I was like, well, I feel like I kind of owe it to everybody to just kind of be like, hey, remember that thing that I made y'all see on Instagram it's not a yeah. thing anymore yeah, but then wow. it's also like I don't want to sound so self-important to think that anybody cares enough to have that explanation so right. I can understand why they would search that and there's not bikini pics of me out there I don't look good <laughs> enough in a bikini to have enough of them out there guys well what's weird about bikini pics is uh we were talking about stalking people the other uh, just a few minutes ago the other day at the swap shop thing I met a chick uh that I had like just stalked her thing and she had some racy pictures and it was weird because I'd never met her in real life but like I was like I've seen like nude I've photos seen, of you. I've seen a lot of your body yeah and I was like awkwardly I don't get out that much anymore especially in big like things so right. it was like one of the first things where I was like plus I feel like 
probably rightfully so people just care less about that shit they're mm-hmm. just like i put a little white slash over the nipple and then <laughs> and then the i'm truth. good to go i'm over there in my turtleneck and someone's trying trying to throw like mardi gras beads at me i'm like <laughs> if you can't see cleavage you're not getting nipple like i don't you see this turtleneck <laughs> but it's like mask. <laughs> yeah it's a weird uh it's i don't know i'm just feeling old now to be like to i felt weird feeling weird you know and i was like ah, i haven't met you before people like make a, me know. feel weird about tiktok in yeah. age because it's like everyone's like oh it's such a young everyone young's on tiktok aren't you too old for that and like you know that kind of thing they make you feel aren't kind you of too like you, mentally you, stable yeah, it's a for, lot for, of mental for, health for, issues on tiktok which is why i watch it <laughs> which is why it's so entertaining well and what's <laughs> fucked up is that the, the the algorithm just serves you more of whatever you watch mm-hmm. so if you're like me who's not on it but i like monitor it yeah my whole everything is just mental instability and it is all lesbians i don't know what that says about like that means you only look at lesbian probably. stuff my instagram is I'm just only there to be female supportive wrestlers. girl i'm always yeah. like yes girl yes you do you girl yes yeah. get that girl yes and, that's, and they're like oh get that girl this means she wants to get that girl <laughs> there's also a lot of honestly there's a lot of politics popping on there too and what i like about it is the young kids like the gen z and they just say they're out there <laughs> talking about shit. their politics. Yeah. They're telling me everything. And I think it's so great because what I watch on the news is also like grown. I'm thinking like grown fifties, sixties right. people. Like when they're like, this study over here said that this, this poll says this many people. I'm like, are you polling the 19 and 20 year olds? Cause I don't think you are. But then when I watch TikTok, I'm like, Oh, is that how you feel? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's weird to like, that's how they communicate. To take their <laughs> thoughts into account. It's weird to think that like an 18 year old kid like is uh, like an adult. Yeah. They can go to war and can't buy cigarettes somehow, but, yeah. but can vote. Right. Like that's fucked up that you can't smoke cigarettes. I think you have to be 21 now to smoke cigarettes, but, or drink alcohol, but you can go to war and you can vote. That always bothered me too. I feel like you should not be able to vote if, or you should be able you to. Can, if you can go off to war and die for our country. You could do whatever. All access, bro. Right, right, All right. access. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> the vets are like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where were you back yeah. when? <laughs> yeah. Um, fuck, I lost my train of thought, but uh, it was a good one. I don't know. Let's, sure it was. Do you feel like this? Um, I was just, I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, which is sad because I don't listen to the radio as much anymore. I podcast. I listen to a ton of podcasts. What? When do you listen? What is your like? On my drive home because dri- I don't oh, want yeah, to listen yeah, to music. Drive right, yeah, because you're musicked out. Like, yeah, that's the thing that I hear about musicians is they only listen to comedian podcasts and comedians only listen, listen to, to music. music. <laughs> yeah, because you're like I'm, I'm out of like you're, you know, yeah, why get, you don't have your own podcast is you're mm-hmm. like I'm done with work. I yeah. listen to a ton of podcasts. I also audiobook a ton. Oh, see, I got on that train. I got on the Audible thing, and I had like fucking ten credits that I hadn't ever used, and then I just couldn't find the time. And now I'm wanting to get you into reading. You have kids, reading. though, man. It's the kids. I know, but they it's... suck your time. But I, I don't have them, but I hear this about them. They are the worst, but... um but the best. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, of course... The time it's, sucks. Yeah, yeah. It's the best thing and the worst thing. It, it, it is what... It, I'm finding out it just, just is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, they either are or they are not, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but I don't know. Um, I'm feeling right now in this moment... And I'm talking slow to reflect this. That sometimes you get stuck on this like pentameter of just like go, 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 go to like keep the conversation going. You talk, I talk, but and it's like you could just slow down. Like people aren't going anywhere. You know what I mean? Like and it's like feels doesn't it feel weird like the energy just to like It's talk impossible. Slower? It's so hard for me 
honestly because you got to get it in at the point right like i have to especially in the top 40 side you have to get it done quickly but oh, also yeah. i'm so used to being in charge of the interview mm. I, like yeah, you're, it's it so feel? crazy how you're <laughs> sitting back with your arms crossed and i am up close on this <laughs> mic like i'm wearing two shirts but this the undershirt is sweat sweat sweaty <laughs> my arms are out to my side like bird sweats that's like uh yeah i'm so used to like talking in a certain amount of time frame yeah that when i listen to other podcasts i'm like how do you guys talk at a normal speed like this? It's right. so nice to listen to. Yeah, and it's weird because I got I was listening to uh, mm, shit Theo Vaughn. Whatever. Oh, uh, last this last weekend. Anyway, do you, are you hip to Theo Vaughn? He's Ooh. you have to. He's in. He's at first you're like this is a joke. Like this is a joke. He's not being real, and then you realize like he is being real. He's from Louisiana. If that gives you any. Oh, yep. But uh. He's incredible, and he just had this little thing on it where he was talking about like just slowing down. He's and I noticed I'm like, oh yeah. Sometimes he just takes like a long like he forgot what he was talking about and just like. And I'm actually like, whoa, that was really nice for me listening to like I'm not like speeding. I'm like, oh yeah, it's just me and Theo hanging out, and he's talking slow, and we're just and he's fucking hilarious, which you know. But it's interesting. I just noticed that we were in this thing of like, we were like going fast. We were like, yeah, leaning we, in. Because we're having fun and we yeah. like each other. But it's like, it's nice to be like, <laughs> we're just hanging out. I'm so excited. You know? I'm so excited, Jordan. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> no, I know. And, I, and, and I'm not trying to say that I'm not excited. But no, I feel like no, it's, no. You're so right. Well, the, I, I I have to meditate once a day. You do, I, you're I have, in that? Yes. What I do a, you do to meditate? Um, I have a, it's a track on iTunes. It's, I just type in guided meditation. And let's see. It's, the album is called Rising Higher Meditation. It was produced in 2017. And I do like a guided visual, visualization. It's 22 minutes. Um, you do all 22 minutes? I do. All, I have to do all of it. I have to start so, to finish. Yeah. I have to do it. Sometimes it's really easy and I feel it in my third eye and I'm visualizing and I'm like in it and I'm like, I'm doing things. And then some days it's the hardest. And every three seconds, uh, a thought is coming in. So-and-so is going to be on the radio with me later today. I need to give away these tickets. I need to remember to put my insurance payment in the mail and like all these other things. But I still force myself to try and do it anyway. Yeah. Because I talk so fast, because I move so fast, because I'm double posting on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I don't use a scheduling app for anything. I post everything in real time pretty much always. So my brain is going like this. Yeah. So I have to take that like 22 minutes to calm myself. Yeah. And like kind of center and it's so hard, but it has been one of the most worth it things that I found, I think in the last like five or six years to, to exist is to just be able to slow down. And 22 minutes is all I can handle. I'm so impressed <laughs> by people who like kick it for a full hour and meditate or whatever. I'm like, how? Well, where's the, yeah, fuck, that seems like there's, also, there's shit to do. for that? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed by 22 minutes. That's incredible. Thank you. I think that like, um, we'll let that, uh, there it goes. Um, oh, there was a high speed chase that ended right outside my house. Oh you know, uh, Mike Smith and I live by yeah. each other now. And uh, he, was like, he was like, he was like, I go, He's. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just sipping coffee, watching this uh, this high speed crash, <laughs> and uh, I'm like, what happened? He goes, I don't know, but I'm. There it is. See, this is, this is the problem with the new studio <laughs> location. 
But he's like, I don't see what the problem is at all. It goes, I'm going to let you know in 45 minutes because he's a firefighter. Yeah. So he's going to text and get the, you know, yeah. the inside thing. Anyway. Pop on the scanner and inter- understand their lingo and be like, what's up? I know, but he he's a bitch, so he didn't tell me what of happened course. yet. But um, he had some weak excuse. But uh, anyway, fuck. Um, oh, so you, probably because you're old now, like mm-hmm. me, but you have done a lot of like, I feel like... Um, self uh care uh, like different things like meditation Mm -hmm. like what are some other things that you you know i've just noticed you know from like honestly like your your instagram like i'm like okay girl there you go (laughs) like you do a lot of shit which is good i think to like be centered and like you kind of have like this wild life of like always having to be on so like what like what are some of your like things that you do that you discovered Um, the meditation is definitely one of them. Um, exercising. I hated it. I still hate it, (laughs) but you just got to find something you like. And so I started with soccer because it's all I have to do is run, chase the ball, chase the people who are also chasing the ball, kick the ball on the goal. Um, I played in high school. I played sports. So that was good. That got me into going to the friends and shit. So it's like, yeah. Also, those are people, the people I play with every week are people that I don't know in the rest of my life. Like these people Mm. don't work with me they don't go to con these are just it's getting to be around a different group of individuals as part of it too it's not just the running but it's like i'm with people that i never see anywhere else but here so it's like kind of exist in this own world which is cool yeah that got me into exercising at the gym and doing yoga so just like actually forcing my body to produce endorphins that it doesn't want to do anyway um finding the perfect combination of medications can't say enough about my psychiatrist shout out to him for that because that is I think self-care when did you start seeing like a psychiatrist like oh. is that something you've done recently no it's been a while I went in 2002 or 2003 I this is a fun story I went to Mizzou my first year of college I made it through the first year um but I had massive uh depression I got mono and I was thoroughly sick but I didn't really I didn't really understand mono's really bad yeah it's (laughs) insane it'll cause depression it's just like I didn't fully understand the whole combination of things I did understand that I stopped going to classes altogether so my first year of Mizzou my second semester I like failed out failed out like 0.01 my grades were absolutely terrible um but I had been going to the doctor this whole time and so I got my doctors wrote Mizzou and said look she was sick this that the other thing and they wiped it off my record and we're like okay you can come back in the fall yeah. I went back again I made it two months in and I go okay it's not the mono something's like wrong oh. with me something like I'm I mean I I'd been sleepy all this time and I was like oh it's got to be the mono but I realized I'm like no something like mentally it's depression. yeah, yeah it's, it's depression yeah. Yeah. so I came home uh I lived with my parents they're so amazing it was my sophomore year of college and I started going to a psychiatrist and a psychologist um I love what's the difference psychiatry they can produce uh, they can uh, get you prescriptions for Drugs, medication right. and psychologists it's more like therapy and and doing more uh like we were doing more things to kind of fix on that level yeah like yeah learning and talking and i always growing. thought that it was like one was I know that one could, was the drugs and yeah. one wasn't, but so yeah. you can see both like in tandem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So because they do, I, I think I started. Sense. That was the first time I was medicated, and I I feel like it's I've had a periods where my medications have worked and haven't worked. Yeah. But uh, in the last year, I really had my first ever just like the medicine went from Drop. being fine to just dropping. Last year at Point Fest, I was like having suicidal thoughts. I was stressed out, like absolute bottom rock bottom yeah. depression went to my boss and was like i don't know if i'm gonna make it to point fest he's like if you can't go you don't need to be there you we take care of you 
Um, and I went to my psychiatrist again. We finally got on the right kind of medication. And I'm so happy now that I'm feeling better. Yeah. That I kind of just always want to tell people, like, just keep trying. Go yeah. see somebody. Just talk to somebody. And yeah. so I think making sure that I, I guess, explored all the avenues. Yoga, uh, working out you know, playing soccer, then there's like the meditation aspect of it and just like breathing and trying to slow down my life. And then the other part of it is going, okay, do I if actually, those things don't work, if, if those things don't, aren't, aren't yeah. making it do all what, the way to the what, yeah. what else can I do over yeah. here and not being afraid to ask for those for help. Right. And now being on the right combination of things, I'm like, man, how could I ever go back to struggling in a way where every day feels kind of just all encompassingly yeah. crushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like the I sense think sense of dread of yeah. just the day. Yeah. So when you, people say like self care, I think self care and mental health are so like yeah. uh, married that if I if I didn't suggest that as something that has helped me, yeah. then it would be it wouldn't be a complete picture of what has made me feel this way now. Yeah, my wife is a counselor, and so like mental health is a big. Well, interestingly, most counselors <laughs> have dealt with some yep. shit in their own life, which is why they're drawn to it, yeah. you know? Um, but uh, she's, you know, it's really cool when you, it's cool for me getting the benefit of her, like, being oh, really yeah. tapped into that. Because, like, even though I am not seeing a counselor now, like, basically every week I'm like, Things in my life are like, you need to make this a priority. Mm -hmm. And then I don't, but like. You're getting free. It's, I'm so jealous. <laughs> no, she, you can't see. I don't you get anything And you can't see. I know you can't see your same person, but it, yeah. you're your significant other, but it's so nice to have somebody who has that. But just to knowledge. like make it, yeah, just to make it kind of like pushing the right direction or like, mm -hmm. um, just like sort of validate stuff. But so I was listening. Podcasts are incredible because I feel like they're like long form. And the other day I was listening to one uh, and this comedian was talking about his like just like problem, like how he wasn't getting what he needed from his parents. And, um, and then he was like talking about how he was terrified to like even say that out loud. Cause like, he's like, if my parents hear this and yeah. then now I'm feeling the same way. Cause I'm about to say exactly what he said, but all the, the problems that he had, <laughs> let's be honest, my mm -hmm. parents aren't listening to my podcast, <laughs> but, um, everything that he was describing about each one of his parents individually and the way that they were and the family thing was like, I'm not kidding exactly wow. my family and wow. I was like and then he was talking about how it created anxiety and I had like really bad anxiety and um in like middle school to like had some times where I was like uh, strangely like uh uh what's his name Superman uh yeah. the original Superman whatever that dude's name was uh Christopher Reeves yeah I remember watching him like an interview with him and he's like a quadriplegic and I was like fuck if this guy doesn't kill himself I'm not killing myself yeah but I like held on to I'm like if he's going to keep going, I'm going to keep going. But it's anyway, point is that stuff like happened as a result of like things happening in my family. And I didn't realize it until basically like listening to somebody else talk about right. the exact same thing. And just like you were talking about, like when you talk about your divorce or miscarriage, mm -hmm. like these things, like even naming those things and saying that they happened for somebody else. Like this dude was just like talking to like his buddy on this podcast thing and him just describing his life. It's why representation matters in everything. Yeah. Every single human is connected by so many million moments, experiences, feelings than they can even conceptualize. Right. And it's so incredible that you would hear something like that and it represents something that you've seen and in that instant 
he doesn't know that he's connecting to you, right. but you are feeling like every, that all yeah. those things going off, all the alarm bells. This was me. That happened to me. And it's like, I don't, um, you know, some people maybe they're more shy or they are afraid. And in my younger years, would I have said any of this stuff? Absolutely not. No. I was way too concerned about. You're like, people um, know my secrets. People would know or people would yeah. think differently of me. And I also am just really thrilled to have parents who know literally everything about me. So if I shouted something out because they would be listening to this podcast for sure, <laughs> I have the opposite, <laughs> the opposite. Um, they, they could be listening, but it's like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to uh, shock or scare them, but it's, it's why that representation matters and everything. It's why little uh, black girls need to see yeah. black women being raised up by everybody. Why it's important. Why that guy, it just, that's why superheroes need to not just be white dudes. Yes. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because how can you be a superhero? We getting, I thought we were getting Idra, El, Idra, Idra Eldis, El, Eldris. Eldris, yeah, yeah. I thought we were getting him as Bond, and here we got... He's not? No, we got... What's his name again? Who? We got Craig? Yeah. Ah, uh, Daniel Craig again. I mean, I love Daniel Craig, but I thought we were getting a new Bond. Is that because everybody started shitting on Black Bond? I don't know. That's fucked up. I mean, you know, the internet's also very desperately terrible place sometimes so it wouldn't shock me i also heard that everybody shit on uh ariel not being oh yeah a white redhead people lost it over that i don't understand She's i a as fish, a white right? i as a white as a white, I, as a white fake redhead <laughs> feel <laughs> the need to say man come on she, she's a mermaid yeah but also but also that just like oh we had we've had our white ariel we like yeah 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 it's, it's, and honestly, it's live action e movies always suck. So yeah. it's like, just like, let's make it different. It's just time for representation in all ways, yeah. shapes, and forms. And that your experience is exactly a representation of that. And I hope that anytime anybody hears me on any podcast, I don't care what it is I'm talking about, that any of it, you know, resonates something yeah. great. Yeah. And if for some reason it doesn't, or if it turns them off from me, also great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, right. yeah, totally fine. I'm <laughs> yeah. I 100% not going to be for everybody. In fact, I'm not for a good population of people, but But that's yeah, fine. you just find it's uh, yeah, you kind of want to disqualify people that don't cuz you don't want them to like get invested in you and then no. find out that it's a terrible fit. You're like, let me just them. be up front. No. So that was a thing that's a thing that I constantly worry about with the podcast um is like I'm afraid to to be real to say shit, fuck, piss, uh, and like offend. But that's that's how we talk in real life. That's mm -hmm. how I talk to like 95% of my clients once we're friends, like yep. we're talking like that. And it's kind of like weird because I'm like, ah, I don't want to lose a client because I said something off brand. Yeah, or, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but it's like, this is the forum where this is. And mm -hmm. like, I, like you can be more real or say potty words here that maybe you can't say like on the radio because there's a certain thing that is expected of radio but it's like i'm i'm hoping i'm telling myself yeah. <laughs> that this that like that society is figuring out that like there are these avenues where we can be more real and that mm -hmm. and things can be compartmentalized to be like you dress up when you go out to dinner and you wear flip-flops when you mm -hmm. hang out with your friends that, that both are okay yes yeah <laughs> i think um when you look up to somebody, when you're a little kid and you look up at like an athlete, you look up at, you know, 
Magic Johnson, that's, my God, I'm aging myself. You look up at Michael Jordan and you're like, he is amazing and he's all of these things and, and you want to emulate those things. And I look up at people who share themselves like yeah. unabashedly and sometimes awkwardly and awfully and, and make mi big mistakes. The people who make embarrassing mistakes and get canceled online. Right. And I look at that and that's like who I like yeah. so that's who i want to be but i also know that a lot of people don't like those people right and that is it was scary for a while and i'm just crawling out of that into you know what it's totally fine i am one of those people i'm gonna overshare i'm gonna talk about the time i shit my pants and they were leather hot shorts <laughs> and it was before i interviewed corn you know what i mean like it happens and if you haven't shit your pants lately it's coming for you you're not eating like, the right foods no no you're not you're, i'm worried about <laughs> your digestive tract but also it's coming for you you're all human you you're there's only two stages of life have shit my pants going to shit my pants uh, you're gonna be one of those categories and you'll flip over let me tell you a shit my pants story the last Please. time i shit my pants we're um, making people feel better right now Jordan. <laughs> this is the realness i was in chicago uh uh and staying with a friend and i had keys to his apartment and i was looking for a spot to park I'm driving, trying to find this, and you know Chicago's like fucking awful. The worst. And so I like finally find, I, I you know double park. Like I'm, I'm, gonna, I have to shit. I have to shit. I'm running, but like then stopping and like to uh, hold it, and then yeah, I get all the way oh, there. God, the sweats. I'm so. Oh yeah. I'm so uncomfortable yeah. hearing it, but yeah. I love it. It was. You know, and then I'm fumbling with the keys no. to get into a different thing. This is like a movie. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe... I was genuinely like surprised that I even made it to park because I had this <laughs> shit so bad. <laughs> I'm impressed. I got there. Um, How uh, close were you? I opened the door. No. I opened the door to the bathroom. And the moment that I opened the door to the bathroom, my body was like, oh cool, you can shit now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like a visual of seeing a toilet. You... you and I fully, not like a squirt, like... Your body has failed you. Yeah, Your body my, failed you. I went straight, like, all the shit in my body just done, shot out. Yeah. Done, But I was in a bathroom, so then I basically just took all my clothes off, yep. even my shirt. Just climbed in the shower. And just climbed in the shower and threw everything away. <laughs> and then went and met up with my buddy, who was a lot skinnier than me, wearing all of his clothes. Amazing. Because I didn't bring any no. other clothes. He was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I shit on my, all my clothes. So now, I have no... I have now peeled myself into your clothes because of Yeah, this. it was a tight fit. Yeah. Oh, God. I wish my story had some sort of... Like, <laughs> there, there's just no climatic. I was sick and I farted and I miscalculated. But were you at your house? I was at my house. Yeah, I, but, but here's the worst part. I'm fully decked out. I've got leather hot shorts on, like expensive, <laughs> like cute ones. Oh, I'm dressed... Make, yeah. I'm, I'm literally about to get in my car, drive to the amphitheater and oh, interview yeah. corn. Motherfucking oh, corn. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, well, better to shit your pants before you interview yeah, them than while you're shitting. Yeah. You know <laughs> what? I learned from that. The yeah. dry cleaner charges ten extra dollars for bodily fluid. Oh, really? I still have those leather hot shorts. Do you <laughs> I haven't worn them since, but I still got them. Do you have to this disclose that when you drop them off? You're like, there's a little bit of shit. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I did because I was a stain. <laughs> I wanted those shorts. They're like that's ten extra dollars. <laughs> I was not throwing those away. Dude, I feel like I'm pretty good at recycling stuff and like doing that. But when my kids shit in their clothes, we just throw them right away. No, dude. I'm like, I don't they're gonna care. outgrow them in two days from that. That's anyway. a good point. Yeah, but and I do the same. I feel like I do the same for myself, but uh, I have a lot of... <laughs> I was going to say, how often you shit in your bands? This is I getting know, good. I was what? To think. So what have you been eating lately? <laughs> uh, no, I actually have... Here's... Okay, tell me. So I'm on, I've been on this health kick thing, eating healthy. I'm doing the shred right now. I actually shout good. out to Train for Warriors. Yeah. Um, but anytime that my diet changes, eating super healthy stuff, if I'm going from not eating healthy stuff to eating healthy stuff, 
I shit like crazy weird like yeah. it's it's a it's just a change you know what I mean like so and and then I and then I even out and then I'm like good I got those nice curly s's but then <laughs> but then you change cheat meal carbs anything <laughs> changes the game do you yeah. throw dairy in there you just don't know what's gonna happen yeah and it's just it's immediate evacuation so can we talk about the fact that like pretty much most humans are not supposed to be consuming cow milk yeah 100 percent. like it's just like not for our bodies well because i get i people make fun of me when i'm like i, I want to get ice cream i would love to get ice cream yeah. with you i just can't right well you can you just don't want to shit in your hot de- shorts it just depends <laughs> it depends what i've got going on later honestly do <laughs> yeah. i have time yeah in between here and now no i don't think i do i have an uncle that like he's gluten intolerant because we're all gluten intolerant yeah. because all gluten has is not what gluten used to be they like genetically not engineered it like scientists but like they engineered out they made like big ass kernel they did a bunch of shit to it yeah. like so that it would have higher yield so our bodies just are worse at handling it you know and so he's like yeah i'm gluten like intolerant but like i like bread so i just plan on like having a painful shit i'm gonna afterwards. be i'm gonna be real sick yeah hey man but i for I a little ted a, for ted drews i will yeah yeah shit your pants afraid. yeah <laughs> that should be ted drews thing <laughs> their their slogan is like so good you'll shit your pants <laughs> It's good for girls and guys <laughs> and your laundry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he flips it over. I love Tedrus. I love St. Louis. I love St. Louis. I love St. Louis foods. I just got so pumped about it, thinking about Tedrus and emos. I'm born and raised here. This place is the best. Everyone in high school is like, I'm getting out. Isn't and that weird? It was and like, I thought I was like, yeah, me too. I'm going to New yeah. York. I'm going to go to. Yeah. I'm going to LA. I'm going to make something. I'm going to make myself. myself. And right. then I like realize that you don't have to. You, right. If that's your journey, great. But yeah, you really yeah. don't have to. And also, this city is awesome. Yeah. And we have a really cool opportunity to stay here and build it up. Yeah. Um. You know what I mean? From the inside, which is great. I was just talking to Corey about this, just to get negative a little bit. I feel like St. Louis has uh, does a really bad job of like lifting up the hot shit. Yeah. Like, there's so much cool hot shit happening. We do not spread the hype Nobody, nearly enough. We need that. We need to toss the hype stick around. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, just like the, like some of the publications, like some of like the city itself, they put money into this weird shit, like made the made in St. Louis thing. We were just talking yeah, about what, like, what the fuck is what it? What was that? But it's a ton of money put into it. Like, what is it? Exactly. It's like not a, not a real thing. And it's like, I would just like to see, publications but i'm not shitting on them like more like just the city as a whole like there's all this cool shit happening yeah like where we are right now honestly um, like i get it's like i get real excited i just saw that soft opening for takashima records oh that, like, i'm God. real excited about that let's talk about i'm that, excited yeah. about what's going on at taco circus yeah. I, like there's just so much cool i mean like you know i'm a huge fan of arch apparel right they put into the st louis landscape and like making us look cool for the first damn time ever. Like right. no one wanted to wear a shirt that said St. Louis on it because none of them looked cool. Right. And our city is cool and right. we deserve cool shirts to right. look cool. Yes. And I love it. And I just wish that like the big, slow old dinosaurs that have all the money uh-huh. would be like, Hey, you know how we can make more money is like spotlighting all this cool shit from all these people that don't have money that are doing cool stuff. Instead you know? of sending that to other places. Like I just, like when you land in the airport, there's like 15 brands I can think of off the top of my head that should be, they should just like, it should be a free thing to be like, they should have big, cool, some things that like just show all this dope shit yeah. so that like, hey, you're City in our Museum. shitty town Boom. for a while. Maybe it's not going to not be so shitty yep. after you leave, right? Like, yep. 
La Mier's Sculpture Park, boom. Like, right. it should be just like all these awesome places. Everywhere. All, all, like, Free shit. Instead, they're like, uh, who wants to pay $2,500 <laughs> to have... It should be like, no, motherfucker, you should be paying people to yeah. be able to show that your city's not the piece of shit that it looks like from the outside. Dude, people have such a weird... I, I wonder what uh, people's, like, honest opinion of us is. Like, I know that I might... I'm just colored by what I yeah. hear and see. But like you go to an airport and you're talking to somebody at the airplane talks to you and like, where are you from? And you say St. Louis and then they make a face. So you're like, like, oh, murders. So like, a lot yeah, of murders. Yeah, a lot of murders. I'm like, yeah, you know, you have to just kind of get it over with. Yes, we have two ganglands episodes. Yeah, you know what I mean? You're just kind of like, yes, season <laughs> yeah. four. Okay, you just yeah. rattle it off, get it through. Um, or you sit next to somebody and they're like, where are you from? And they're like, Philadelphia. You're like, oh, Okay. Where are you from, St. Louis? And I'm like, ah, like, no, dude, our city's so dang cool. Like, yeah. I want it to be like, oh, you live in Austin? Cool. You live in St. Louis? Oh, yeah, just like that. Because we have right. weird, cool, fun, young, hip, free. Oh, my God, all the cool free Tons stuff free you can stuff, do right. here. Our zoo's so damn cool. We're getting yeah. a whole other section to the zoo. I haven't yeah. even been down to that aquarium, but it looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, it does. Like, and I went to Kansas cool City's stuff. aquarium, and it was dog shit. So, <laughs> Kansas uh, City. No shade on Kansas. So is this Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas City, Kansas. How about that? What the hell? I can't <laughs> believe it. But to be honest, I'm not sure that I actually know which one it is. Because I'm, because it is, isn't it both? It's both. Like, yeah. Kansas City specifically. There's Kansas City, Kansas. There's also Kansas City, Missouri. So but, can't but we this, cut the but, big man a little well, no, slack that he doesn't know anything? The state of Kansas is one of like 24 other states that doesn't have a single fucking professional sports team at all. Right. Like right. they just don't even have one yeah. at all. Yeah, but we're to, pretty famous for our three. But does Donald, and now four or five? I guess does Donald five. Trump look like the guy that sports very much? <laughs> he doesn't look like he's you know. It's not golf. <laughs> you, know this isn't, I mean? you know what I mean? It's not golf. Yeah. You know what yeah. I saw a meme today that was actually funny in the reverse, and it was a photo of the map, uh, and they highlighted <laughs> they highlighted Missouri, and the arrow was going towards the state of Washington, and they said that's where the Kansas City Chiefs are going to go to celebrate when they go to the White House. So they're going to go to Washington State. <laughs> Instead of TC, <laughs> like, well, if you think we're in Kansas, I guess we'll we'll head west. Totally fine. That's funny. Yeah. Do you think that are memes funny when you tell them out loud? I don't know. Um, well, the problem was I tried. Uh, smart people probably were like nodding their head along with you. I was doing a whole arrow. Me, yeah, yeah, yeah. And gestures. I was I was going with you, and I was <laughs> Thanks like, "Thanks for going on that ride." <laughs> um, yeah, memes are interesting, right? Because it's a uh, it's a very fine line between something that works and doesn't work. I wish I could make those. That's the one thing I like. I love social media, but I cannot make a goddamn meme to save my life. Well, not funny that way. They're like, a you are funny. Thank you. Just you not just, that way. No, you just don't take the time to do it. True, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think that the people that create memes are like at their job, their eight hour job, their accounting job, where they're just like, I have to clock in and be here, mm-hmm. and so the thing that they do. I'm convinced that there's two things in people that uh, probably are listening to this podcast right now (laughs) that do that is they listen to podcasts, they create memes, or they troll people on the internet. Yep. Because what else are you going to do? And to be honest, as like detrimental to like... I worked at a call center once. I had that job before. Did you? Yeah. Were you like just like... I sat there and took... Call center, you have to like kind of be engaged, right? I did overnights. I did overnights. Okay, so you're just waiting. Baker Shoes. Uh, So like think of rolling Baker Shoes and I would literally be on the same website helping women buy shoes, uh, roller pest control. Like I took calls from like a bunch of different places, oh. but, but overnight I'd get so few calls that I'd be like, mm, what am I doing now? I guess I could have been making memes. <laughs> memes were probably not a thing back then either though. No, they definitely weren't, but okay. Do you, are you, you, I feel like you're hip to memes cause you're like, an I internet love them. Girl. Yeah. I like to laugh at them and share them. But do you feel like I've, 
I feel like people make references to memes and I don't get it because I'm not like, I'm a little bit late on a lot of the internet stuff for like my own mental health reasons of like, I go deep into a hole when I'm on yeah. anything. Like I, I, time just sort of like <laughs> melds away and I'm like, fuck eight hours. Yeah. The kids are home. Uh, and I'm still in bed. Damn it. And so, but like, do, uh, do you feel like you make a lot of references to memes you, you know what I mean? Like, I have I, those friends that no, do it, yeah. and I'm like, I always feel like such a piece of shit. I'm like, I'm so old, I don't even know memes, what we're it's talking the about. talks. And nobody calls it the talks either, but it's the TikToks. Nobody calls them that either. TikTok. I talk about TikTok a lot, and my friends, they are used to it at this point, where I'm like, oh my God, you guys, yesterday on TikTok, and they're like, oh, shut it. And I'm like, no, you guys have to see us. It's so funny. I swear to God, it's a TikTok. And they're like, oh. <laughs> I do like your TikToks, like where you do the one where you're like not made up and then you do the, the cut, uh, jump cut. Yeah. And then you're, yeah, Dude, those that, are good. That app itself allows, yeah. it has so many in app editing features and stuff that it makes all the other social media so easy that you could probably just use TikTok. If you never posted to TikTok at oh, all and you just used it shit. to make videos for other things you could. The other thing about TikTok that is not the same through any other app, like someone's like, oh, cool, Google Plus is going to put out something that's going to replace Facebook. And then none of your friends get on it, so nobody goes, and then right. it doesn't, right? right? You don't have to know a single fucking person to be on TikTok and enjoy it. The right. way that it's set up, and you know this because you've been on it before, it's is there's creep. there's two feeds. There's the for you, and then there's people you're following. Yeah. So for you is just the feed that everybody gets right away, and it, the algorithm figures out what you like based on it. But it literally just feeds <laughs> you people from all... For lots, of, lots of lesbians for me, tons of mental health for you. <laughs> mental health issues. Honestly, we just need <laughs> yeah. to trade phones for like a couple hours, confuse the shit out of it, I should just start liking all sorts of weird things to change it up. Dude, so Ari Shafir did that on YouTube. Did he really? He was, and, well, yeah, and he just liked, he just so watched funny. puppy dog things, and then YouTube all of a sudden was just showing him shit about puppy dogs. And you, what you realize is like, because he was talking about how like YouTube's awful because it's always sending me all this terrible shit. And what he proved to himself is no, that's, YouTube's he not likes, awful. He's awful. Yeah. Right. That's it. Human nature is awful. And so people talk about this algorithm, like like Facebook's creating this algorithm to like take over. The, like, it's you like know, no, you're, it's like, you're commenting on those people's shit, so it's popping up in your feed Yeah, again. the it's algorithm you. is give you whatever you find interesting. And the, unfortunately, the thing that humans find interesting is like dark, sad shit. Yeah. And so it just feeds you dark, sad shit. That, and if anybody, uh, this is the one thing, if somebody asked me like, how do you get good at social media? How do you get followers, whatever? Look. All the apps are doing is rewarding you for using it. Right. So if you're just going to get on there and post once in a while, nothing's going to happen. You literally just have to be on there using it. The oh. app, like if I'm on there liking and commenting on people's things and I'm scrolling for hours, the app's like, sweet, this bitch likes it. Yeah, let's and pump so her, they, juice her up. So they, but yeah, ju yeah, juice it up with more <laughs> stuff. And that's, that's what's so funny about TikTok is you see all these like random people with millions of followers. There's like a 13-year-old girl. Yeah. Actually, there were at least four different commercials, I think, in the Super Bowl that had TikTok-related things or TikTok-famous people in them, Whoa. which I, would, my mind was being blown. And I'm like watching this 18 year old girl, Charlie D'Amelio. She's like super famous yeah. and she's dancing with JLo because of course oh, she's yeah. the most famous person on right. TikTok. She would be. They reach out and they, they're just like, they damn. reach out and she does it. But it's like, oh shit. What was I thinking about? Oh, uh, there you go. TikTok. The algorithm. The algorithm. People. And it works your I brain. Going, yeah. And then I got <laughs> I all excited about the you. dancer. I got all excited <laughs> about the dancer. <laughs> I'm thinking about her doing like her little moves. She's like 16 years old. Dude, oh, I, did you watch the Super Bowl? Let's just I did. Let's forget that. I did. You watched the whole thing? Yeah. I didn't even know who was playing until the day of. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Louisiana's in there. 
But yeah, Missouri team yeah. or Kansas City team. I watched it. Um, did it you watch good. it for? Are you do you sports? Are you I big into sports. football? But you just like you, you we don't do have it. a football team here. So like, I mean, yeah. the last time I cared about. The and even when we did, we really didn't. No, I was a sophomore in high school when we won the Super Bowl. Wasn't and my, that exciting? Yeah, it was, but yeah. my parents wouldn't let me. My mom was a teacher. I wasn't skipping school to go to the parade. Oh, right, right, right. And my Good parents, point. my dad is born in Michigan, so he's not, so like St. Louis sports were not like, I was not born, raised a Cardinal fan. Yeah. My Cardinal love came in 2011. Sure. July of 2011, shockingly enough, when I met David Fries, he was on my show today. Um, oh. I met him in July of 2011. We became friends. He was uh, is he injured. Just in town for a little while? Or yeah, he was he... in town for two days just okay. hanging out. Okay. And he yeah. came on the show today and stopped by ESPN just to talk retirement and stuff like that. But he and I met because he was on the Tom and Jeff show being injured, oh, yeah. talking ball. And it just happened to coincide with my weekly segment called Getting With Lux. I used to talk about sex, love, and relationships, oh. which I had no business talking about. <laughs> like I was trying to give people advice at 22 years old. Like, ah, so funny. <laughs> and we met and it uh, turns out we had like a million people in common because St. Louis is just that yeah, way. Yeah. Um, we had a lot in common. So we stayed friends that summer. And then I literally watched my friend become the world series MVP. It was like, he was this right. person. He'd only played a couple games. He was out because of his foot surgery. Like nobody knew who he was. Right. So it wasn't like I met this guy who was huge. I met this guy who was like sitting the bench for the Cardinals for the most part. And then he literally won. And it Which was probably crazy. made your friendship like a lot more sincere. Cause he probably had a lot of, friends after oh, yeah, he was the MVP. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sure there probably were. I'm sure there probably were. Yeah. That was crazy watching that happen. And then he was my very first in-studio interview in December of 2011, which was really cool. And I had him on Today to Talk Retirement. Wow. So fun. How's he doing? He's got a kid and yeah, he's married and yeah, shit. Old yeah. man freeze. Yeah. Married a girl from went to high school with me. Oh, really? Yep. I'm, I married a St. Louis girl. Yep, wow. you sure did. So where do they live now? Uh, Austin, Texas. Oh, that's, that's a cool spot. Dude, it is a cool spot. We yeah. were just talking about Austin City Limits and festivals and stuff and how Rage Against the Machine is back and My Chemical Romance is back. Are they, they played a show in LA or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Dude, okay. That dude loves music. I love music. He could get a job on the point and talk music if he really wanted to. What is, yeah, what is he doing with his he time play, now? He plays guitar. That, like, yeah. just playing guitar? Yeah, he's playing guitar. Damn, good for him. Being a dad, doing that kind of stuff, oh, I yeah. guess. Oh, yeah, so he's probably got, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sh yeah shit to do. Yeah. But, like, we got, he and I have a lot of the same similar music tastes. I mean, right. we both love 90s alternative rock, so that works right. out, and new stuff. So it was cool to have him on to chat stuff that, you know, not necessarily age, baseball. Right? basically, mm -hmm. yeah, which is so which, weird to I'm be like, retired at fucking that was exactly 35 it. or whatever, 33, I was like, yeah. So what's it like to be retired? We're exactly the same age. You're yeah. retired, and I'm here. So what's that about? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, are you like uh, gonna invest in some car washes or right? like how are you gonna blow what your you, money? What you gonna do? No, Probably got a lot of friends that are like, I've got the opportunity for you, Dave. <laughs> he won't be mad that I'm saying this because he said it on the air today, but he's gonna be popping back throughout. Uh, over the time with the Cardinals. And I think he's going to do kind of what some of the other previous Cardinals do. Like, you know, that like Ozzy and like some yeah. of the, and, and Red. Cause he's like a St. Louis favorite. Yeah, Cause he kind of years, was never a douchebag. Like nope. always had, didn't like pull the pool. I love pools, but you know what I mean? Like, no. There's certain things that you like burn the bridge. He yeah. like left on good. He's no, like yeah. sad about I mean, leaving. Pe people and, gave yeah. him, uh, you know, standing ovations every time he comes yeah. and plays. Like, so yeah. he said he's going to come back and do some charity stuff and oh, kind cool. of come to events. And he said that was what was really cool about the other, you know, watching some of the older players and stuff like right. people that, you know, keep their legacy in and kind they, of St. Louis and alive. They, yeah, they care. I got to meet Ozzie Smith. I went to an, the evening with the Cardinals for the National Children's Cancer Society. Do you flip for you? 
Uh, no, he didn't. He didn't flip. But is I do. He's still I, flipping. He's probably. I don't know that he right? does or not. He, you know what? He has a regenerative center now, Ozzy Smith, and really? they do stem cell research. It's brilliant. Fuck. It's brilliant. Both my parents go there. It's amazing. They're getting all sorts of healthy. Stem celled up. Yes, yeah, stem celled up. It's so funny because I get to meet him, right? And you have like, yeah. it's like a meet and greet. So I'm yeah. in a line. Somebody takes my purse. I have like 30 seconds to make the impression. We take the photo and I get kicked out the door and somebody else comes in. Yeah. You know, it's one of those. So I walk up and I'm like prepared. Yeah. I prepared myself to say, hey, thank you so much for opening your regenerative center here in St. Louis. Both my parents are being helped so much by it. But I walk up and I go, thank you for your regenerative. I couldn't get the word regenerative out to save my life. And I was like, I just shit your pants. I'm a professional. Yes, I figured it was shit my pants. No, but then you actually shit your pants, right? Well, I was wearing a dress. But it's like one of those things where it's like, God, I'm a professional talker. I had like one thing. I prepared myself for this moment, whatever. But he said, oh yeah. And I said, no, you're... Your Ozzy, your center is just so great. Both my parents go there for you know physical therapy and whatnot, and they just really love it. And he goes, "Oh, I was just there the other day." Then a week later, my mom texts me and she goes, "I'm sitting on the roller machine next to Ozzy. I told no him that way. you met him." And I was like, "Oh my god, he's not going to remember me out of all these people." I'm sure so he she did. Goes, so she goes, "Send me a photo." So I send her a photo of me, and he, you know, and he goes, "Oh yeah, totally, totally, I remember her." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm sure he doesn't," but he was so nice enough anyway. Well, because I mean, you probably I, you came with like something other than like. You know, uh, yeah. uh, you're my biggest fan. I'm your biggest fan. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. had, like, a real, like, specific yeah. thing that he could, like... I was know. also wearing a dress that had a cutout in the ribs section, which, oh, believe so, it or not, yeah. is a very interesting spot for a cutout. I got some looks that night. You go to a charity night, and I'll tell you what. It's a high-neck shirt. goes all the way down to my sleeves. I had tights that went to, knee, like, to boots. Like, there was no skin showing except for just two inches between, like, my rib and my belly button, and you would have thought this Dude. hussy. Embarrassingly, the I photo know, looks great though. I know the dress that you're talking about because I follow you on Instagram. Black and I white, know. Ch- yeah, boom, yeah. Boom. <laughs> that's so funny. And you know what? So kind Ozzy probably great. did too. Yeah, damn, <laughs> it's good. Oh, I, I noticed that uh, at, at the gym, these I work out with like a bunch of 50 year old ladies, and uh, they show a lot of like back, you know, that's weird. It's Why kind is of it? sexy, is for, it like old yeah. ladies? It's like because like, it. it's like you know, I don't know, it's like. Boobs are boobs. You know, you know what, what I mean? mean? Like, those are out. Now it's like Everyone new spots. Like, I want to see a little knee, yeah. maybe a little shin. Dude, you put on some knee high anything and yeah. a skirt, and you show like two inches of thigh, <laughs> and people yeah. freak the fuck out. You're like, you're wearing a full on ski mask, and people are like, whoa! Yeah. Did you see her thigh? There's like people, an inch there. People want to get off on like weird shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, I, I'm convinced that like, I was thinking a, a, a lot about this like with porn, like, like now the shit is like it's crazy. Daddy mm-hmm. like stepdaughter yeah. and Dude, it, there's a lack of normal ass porn out there. Well, because you like just go on the site and it's like stepsister, stepbrother. Yeah. I'm like, wait, can, and then maybe just brother. I'm like, what do I have to type in? Normal? No, <laughs> oh, I know it's but and I don't even nobody wants normal, but I just want not jail time. Well, because porn is supposed to be naughty. Yeah, I'm guessing. And you're now right. that it's like normalized, it's like <laughs> it what's not get... normal? It's like fucking your sister wouldn't be normal. <laughs> yes. But I think that's like the same thing as like if you had your tits out, it would be like yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, I right. just got it like everybody else. But if you're like, now I got this little slit of uh, of dude, like rib, dude. Two. That's like, the new thing. Like you guys, know what I mean? You guys like this? And my lungs hang out. It's real sexy. <laughs> right. it's real yeah, sexy. she got that I lung bre- curve. Dude, I breathe. <laughs> I breathe. No, I think that's real. So I think like, you know, ladies and fellas, if you're looking to be sexy, you, you know, know what I mean? mean? Like, uh, think some weird stuff, Dude, you know, you gotta get a little like a ankle. Cut out. 
cut out for your weenus. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> weenus cutouts. <laughs> I hope we educate somebody, guys. Yeah, weenus it's is not your penis. Is actually the back of your elbow. It's that soft, squishy skin yeah, that you can peel off. Yeah, let me see your weenus. What's it looking I like? I got a pretty decent ween. Yeah, it looks a little bit like a scrotum. Decent ween. My weenus is Name, uh, title ashy. of this podcast. Is it really? Yeah, and I don't know how to fix it. I Vaseline it, and it's not... Uh, I can't really even pull mine out, but... This makes, I'm so close to touching it with my tongue. I, I mean, I'm not, but I feel like I am. Yeah. Some people can do that, but I can't. I'm trying to Her touch. weenus, not my weenus. Uh, no. <laughs> Let's get things clear. I'm trying to <laughs> lick my own weenus, okay? Yeah, no, you can't lick your own weenus. <laughs> this is the best podcast I've ever been on. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Um, yeah, no, weenuses are... Uh, that's a hot, the hot spot. <laughs> Literally, the hot spot. Hey, yo. They are kind of reminiscent of testicles, too, if you they put are. it the right way. So I could see people getting into some weenus play for sure. Yeah. Um, just, well, just, people just walking in. Walking around elbows, elbows up. up. <laughs> like, what you doing? Are you doing Ladies. a chicken dance? Nah, just showing off my hot ween. My just, hot just, ween. just trying to catch a guy at the bar. Everyone's like, what's Lux doing over at Parlor with her elbows in the air? <laughs> trying to not point. <laughs> yeah, the, oh, that's good. It's a, it's like a it's a wonder. He wishes had a video camera to see what I'm doing. <laughs> Dude, I... Dangerously close. Me and Corey talk about this all the time about like when is the move to do uh to do video with this? Yeah, do it. And I'm like, once we have followers. As so, no, as soon as you can. As soon as you can, it'd be so good. I know. I think the trick is like we gotta like mount the can you mm -hmm. know, it's like the it, I don't wanna add too many things to make it like hard to do. You know what I mean? Um and so I feel like that's a good thing to like for everybody to keep in mind is like don't go. Do you hear that Gorilla Street Food is like closing a bunch and of I locations saw today? I yeah. found that kind of stuff out today. Yeah. It's upsetting. Very upsetting. It's like just, I just lost Steve's hot dogs. I can't take this. I know, right? I can't, my heart can't take anymore. It's. I'll be honest. I'll throw a little bit of shade out right now uh, with a personal story. They were my favorite food truck. Maybe still are. Wow. I would drive wherever, wherever your fucking stupid food truck is. Uh, Forty five minutes away. I'm going there. Like I would go like Damn. multiple times a week. I had like figured out like the like. The schedule. Like combo and the schedule. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it, you know, better go God, on. Knowing the combo to order is just. Yeah, choice. And then they opened their brick and mortar and they had like more stuff on the menu. But like the problem was the go-to things, the lumpia taste a little bit different. They were on the cart. You wanted the cart. You wanted the I truck. Want, I want the truck food. I want to exactly create the same fucking thing. Yeah. Okay? It could be better, but don't make it worse. No. So then they opened multiple, another location, another location. The last time I ate that, that place, it was in the, um, where you get the freezy drinks. That's the slurping noise. Where? I'm trying to think of where that is. Trops. Tropical yeah, yeah, liqueurs. They used to be. Oh, they went in. Oh, yeah, they, they remember had, they had like a little. Yeah. yeah. They, they used to be the food in there. I went there once and then they just weren't there anymore. I was like, oh. Yeah. So I think they just, they did, they were doing too much to like keep it yeah. quality. And I tell myself that about video, even though like my real job is doing video. That's, so see, that's why like that's I why I don't do fear. That's why out of all of this, that should have been probably number one. Also, with like I just another social media thing, but I just started doing Twitch or like watching Twitches and like following yeah. Twitch TV. Yeah, you, I mean, you get this bad bitch on Twitch. You think so? Yeah, man. People I stream it, was just it live. Like gaming shit. No, no, I love it. People do talking and all sorts of stuff really? on there. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of gaming. Yeah, I like to watch games so. 
I need to figure that out. You're making me think about shit. I thought about doing YouTube live. I'm afraid that I'm going to say know, some wild shit. You let me know when you then... like the Jordan Phoenix podcast TikTok and I'll like get you kicked off. Dude. Okay. 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 Uh, <laughs> I just want to, like, honestly, if I could just do that for a living. I love like radio. Radio like... is the most fun on the planet. Like there isn't a better job for me. I can't think of another thing I'd rather be doing. But if yeah. I had to, if there was like a gun to my head, I would say marijuana. Okay, wait. Then after <laughs> marijuana, I would say I would love to be in charge of just running people's TikToks and social medias and doing that kind of stuff because just the idea of like creatively, yeah, just creating content is so fun. And it's not like, I think a cool thing about it too is that it's like, um, there's not a lot of pressure to make it perfect because it just like no, it's, just, it's it's like this little butterfly that yep. like floats away and then it's gone yep. and it's like time to create a new one. Yep. And I think that's probably very creatively uh, oh, rewarding. You yes. know, like I find like on a, a lot of the big projects that I do, I go crazy with like the art director. Saying, Can we nudge this there yeah. or do it? And I'm like, it's it's fine. You know, what I mean? it's gonna be on Instagram <laughs> for like, like ten a, seconds. Yeah, and yeah, and then but even like bigger things like like TV commercials, that, and I'm like, these are fleeting too. Like, and so now like the things that I like doing the most are the things that are that go away the fastest yep. because I feel like there's the the least pressure to like make them quote unquote perfect. And you that's know? what our attention span is now. So you're literally working for the people who are enjoying it, which and, is, you're like, yeah, which and, makes sense. And those people, I think, also like authenticity. So like little fuck ups here and there add to like realism. So it's like people are like, I don't want the big budget thing. I want to feel more real, you know? That's why I Real is like shitty sometimes. I do not care if I never get syndicated. I don't care if I'm only heard on 105.7 The Point in St. Louis. I do not care... A, is that a goal for people in your profession is to like it might do have, the woody? I think that, I think a lot of people used to, especially before it became more of a, we're going to have one person voice track 12 markets right. and more of a, now it's like a money thing. They just like, I mean, Clear Channel, which is now iHeart, I guess, just went out and cleared a thousand employees out. I mean, yeah. it was absolutely bloodbath. Rolling Stone wrote an article about it. Absolutely horrific. They're going to start using AI to do radio. Dude. And I'm like, dude, you know what? I just want to do my stuff here in St. Louis where it goes out into the air and it poofs and it disappears, but it's authentic, it's real. Right. If I sneeze on the air, if I puke on the air, whatever happens, <laughs> happens and it's real instead of hearing somebody from California tell you, God, it was so cool. We went to the Super Bowl and blah, 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 and J-Lo, whereas I'm here talking to you and I'm saying, real God, sure. J-Lo did this, but the fact that it was 70 degrees outside in St. Louis, like <laughs> who's watching J-Lo? I'm outside throwing frisbee for my friends. Freaking dogs, because I ain't seen the sun in months. I promise I'm not pandering, but uh, that the Woody Show thing, which is like, I guess they're like a competitor, like a direct competitor thing, right? Like, yeah, I mean, well, because we, we're both alternative on alternative right, right. stations. It's it's unlistenable to me because it's so fucking clearly like they an, have to be generic. It's not. It's not even his fault. He like has to. If you're well, gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, I mean, I'm like, why am I listening to? A, why am I listening to the radio? If I'm listening to the radio, it better be for like something good, yeah. local shit. Yeah, right. Like if I'm not listening to the radio, I'm listening to a podcast. Yeah, like what, I, mean, I can listen to LA shit on my podcast. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah, and I feel like a thing about your job and radio in particular is it's not really radio anymore. It's like radio plus. It's like radio plus the personalities mm -hmm. and the and 
all the like the point is like a ton of Dude. shows now like it's fucking the experience 45 ho-ho shows it's yeah we did 11 ho-ho shows yeah. it's the riz show eat and treat where we're out at um the chesterfield amphitheater with everybody's families and kids and there's yeah. wrestling and there's food trucks and there's all this stuff you know it's it's that riz show live it's racial live. it's all the events it's all the monster tenant mardi gras it's all those of things that serious or like you know stuff like spotify can't do yeah, for you right spotify can give you the music i can give you the music right but i can also get you in to meet the artist because right. my boss's record label because all you know what i mean yeah, because yeah, we have yeah. access to those right. tickets right. i can get you into this performance with 12 people or right. i can send you on a flyaway to this and and yeah maybe spotify can do that but they're also advertising to the entire country you're competing so, with a lot of motherfuckers yeah, so you right? you put you go ahead and you put your application <laughs> in there it's good but if you put your application in on 1057 the point you're only going against the people here in st louis that are trying to win and you're only playing with us which is yeah, and it's and, and I think like I think radio is dead now in the way a traditional yeah yeah in the way of like well you don't have any other fucking choice so no, it's, it's our now it's like radio is alive in the way of it's like now it's like a prong of like all these things and and it's cool it's like I know a lot of radio stations have closed and like it seems like the point and probably a lot of the other uh, well like Casey obviously yeah. like. The longest-running rock station in the entire yeah, country. Wild. That is crazy. Dude, it's our birth month. I like Crestwood, uh, Crestwood, Missouri, yeah, right? Yeah, we just, it's our, February is our birth month, and we started in February of 1993. Yeah. So the point is now a heritage station here, too, which is crazy. Oh, that's weird. What is What makes it heritage? Because it's... So long for the same, in the same uh, genre, because a lot of okay. stations will flip formats we'll flip. and stuff, Ew. but we've been alternative rock and 105.7 The Point since, I know. Yeah, flip, yeah. That's interesting. That I guess sucks they, too because people, you know, you're working and you're doing a country station also and they're like, cool, this is going to be gospel and they generally chuck everybody. You know what I mean? Right, a lot, they'll right. chuck everybody because they're like, well, And they're country. just like, we're holding this, the the whatever that term is for whatever 105.7. What does that, do you, okay, let's put you on the spot. Uh -huh. What does that mean? 105.7 is like hertz, megahertz, gigawatts? Oh, it's, it's, it's our, what, spot, what on, it? it's our it? spot on the dial. Yeah, what is the no? But I'm saying, come on, you you're. I don't know idea. Give me a little bit of science here. Um, I don't know any science. Actually, there's like a thousand buttons in that studio, and I think I work like twelve of them. <laughs> but doesn't but that, that's that's the prong. That's the prong. I'm like I'm right. you know I'm on the air from two to seven. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving you tickets. I'm doing that stuff. Right. But I'm also out and about in the community. You can come meet me. I'm walking in the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention walk like. You it's got be, it's all being the a part dog of the, shit. You yeah. love doggies. Oh my god! Stray rescue every yeah. single week with Wolf Wednesday. It's it's basically radio used to be serving the community in an only an auditory fashion. Right. You listened for who is you know the cars on the street. If it was traffic, you're listening for weather. You're listening for information. You're listening for the occasional you know, ha ha between jocks, whatever. Right. Now that we're in such a visual world, like I thought I was going to go to work in my pajamas every damn day. Not the case. In fact, I have to put on a full face of makeup to exist on social media <laughs> in a studio where no one sees me. I never do the back of my hair. Fuck, I got a wall behind me. No one's looking at me. You notice <laughs> how little... Rat's nest. <laughs> I was going to say, there's like one video with my back recently and I literally have watched my hair and analyzed it like a million times because I don't do the back of my head. What's going on back there, man? You know? It's, it's funny. They used to say you got a face for radio. Yeah. It was like, that means your face looks like shit. And no, now yeah. now you a face for radio means like you're a personality. Yep. You're, yeah. That's yep. funny. And now there's good looking people popping up all over the, all over on the radio. Cause you got to do all the things you got to be doing everything. Now it's, we talk about radio in the traditional format more so as a, like a legacy product almost, I right. think 
because it's just, times are changing so much. Right. But I think what's funny is people's, I guess people's overall understanding of radio yeah. and whether or not it's still like people are like, oh, radio's dying, like the way that like newspapers are dying or whatever. And it's like, no, 93% of people still tune into radio. Right. You're just thinking because you have money and can afford podcasts yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like or like an iPhone and stuff that you right, do. Right. And we in St. Louis are in just such a cool spot where radio is so very we don't have movie stars. We don't have a ton of television stars. We only have a couple sports teams. We're still small enough but big enough where radio we can really make a difference. So I'm able to help dogs get adopted. I'm able to give somebody tickets to shows. Whereas I think in other markets I might not have that special Right, right. Mix of combination of right, right, uh, you know, right time, right place, right people, right percentage of people who listen, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And I feel like when radio does eventually become not a thing, if it's like in a hundred years or oh, yeah, whatever it'll it is, happen. I mean, everything's gonna, yeah, everything. I mean, yeah, we'll be a <laughs> whatever, whole, whatever happened to they track, right? I just as just, just as right. blockbuster or, or like AM, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, but I guess my point is like, it, whatever, maybe we still call it radio, like whatever it becomes. It'll just be the same thing, but in a different format. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I think there's something about the local thing that people are always going to want. And free. And like free, right. Free and local. Or like, like ad-sponsored. You know when it I mean? comes like, down to it, if uh, you know there's a massive tornado and it knocks out all the power and stuff like that, we've got generators and we can still tell you what's going on in the radio right. station. That's why in all the horror movies and stuff, if, I'm like, why aren't all you people going to the radio station? <laughs> like, you know that thing is still working. Right, you know somebody right. is still in there. Like, go there, you know? That's, we'll always still be here first and foremost to inform the community of important stuff like that. Like that's something that I can do. Whereas somebody who voice tracks from Los Angeles cannot tell you that there is a Amber alert right, right. now in Missouri, in St. Louis for this type of Jeep or whatever it is. Like, right. man, I'm just able to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Or whether like, it's for that, a fart joke, a shit your pants <laughs> story, David freeze on the radio. What, you know what I mean? You, if you want to play something, as long as it's uh, alternative, I can spin it for you. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah all the things do you ever get empowered to like are you ever allowed to play shit that like is not um like can you ever put a cd in you know what i mean like do you like ha have you ever uh i haven't um i donnie fandango is our music director and he basically is the one who makes the station sound the way that it does he picks yeah. the orders of the songs and how they go and it's i think sometimes my other my boss tommy does too but he really has such an incredible hold on not just what sounds good but what sounds good to st louisans right like he will you'll never hear two brand new songs that you've never heard before back to back right if you hear a new song you're probably going to hear it with something that you familiarize afterwards mm -hmm. um in fact i don't think he even really pushes all that much new music during the day because a lot of people just really love their 90s yeah. stuff um so i don't ever want to really fuck with that right. he does a lot with the pacing he makes sure that the artists we don't play two pearl jam songs in one hour there's a lot of nuts and bolts so i don't want to fuck up his vibe because he sure. does a good job but um i will ask him to put stuff in for me if i like it or i yeah, want to yeah. or i'll suggest things like i feel like a total badass every time you hear jamaicoy virtual insanity or fiona apple criminal I begged for those songs to be put in really? the system. So when you hear them on Wayback Weekend, you're fucking welcome. You're fucking welcome. That's cool. Dude, and, yeah. and today, um, Clint Lowry is the guitar player for Seven Dust. Yep. He lives here in St. Louis with right. his wife and their kids. And he just put out a solo record. He has done solo projects in bands before Hello Demons. And it, he's Call Me No One. He's got other bands and stuff. But this is like solo him. Yeah. And it just came out on the 31st of January. And David is a really good friend of Clint. 
Uh, and they, you know, Freeze was up there listening to Seven Dust and was in the recording studio when they did stuff in New Jersey. So I was like, you know what? We have not played his new single. It's not our no label person is pushing it on it. But Clinton, I love that song. So I asked Donnie, I'm like, hey, you sneak in Kings by Clint Lowry. Got it in there. We played it today, and it felt so good to okay, play so something you, just totally off the script, not so a part of it. So you do have that power. You just got to, mm-hmm. like, run it by old Don bag. Yeah. But yeah. But so, he's, but he, he, I mean, for the most part, they always say yes, but also I just, I really want the station. It has nothing to do with me. If it did have anything to do with me, I'd play, like, Radiohead all the time. Y'all yeah, would just yeah, be listening yeah, yeah, to yeah. straight-up Jeff Buckley. Like, it just wouldn't be the same. Um but I want the station to be what you guys, what the listeners want it to be. Right. And Donnie just, he just. He's good at that. He just yeah. does it, dude. He's been doing it for so long. He doesn't put his own musical taste before what he thinks St. Louis listens right. to. He, he's just good at it. But it's like cool that, like the exact example you gave. Yeah. It's like kind of cool that, like, you know, to like make it an interesting show. Like at the end of the day, like you have a show. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you're just like playing music, but then like in between playing music, like mm-hmm. it's. Lux's show, you know? I so. do the alt 2K song of the day and frequently I'll come across something. I'm like, oh dude, whatever happened to this? I'm like, we don't even have it anymore. And I hit up Donnie. He's like, oh, I can't believe we don't have that in the system anymore. And we put it in and next thing you know, we're playing it. And I'm like, oh goodness. And that, I think that's how I kind of save some of the songs that might've disappeared over the years. <laughs> is I just like, <laughs> can I categorize them somewhere that we need them, please? Dude, tell me your thoughts on this. Today mm-hmm. at my gym, uh, the trainer is like our age. And so he plays all, first of all, very proud. A ton of the songs that they were playing have been guests on my podcast. So it was kind of cool. That's awesome. But then a Lost Profit song Also, played. you're probably the coolest. He probably thinks you're like the coolest human ever because you actually hang with those peeps. <laughs> well, like, he didn't even have a clue that I did okay. a podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. Um, but then that, a Lost Profit song played. Womp, womp, womp. And then I was like, I feel like this is, I don't know how to feel we, about this. We all collectively decided. Did everybody just go? I mean, like, I feel like as a world, as we, a collective, world yeah. we collectively decided, yeah, no more with that. People will still ask me occasionally. We'll be like, hey, when you play Lost Profits, I'm like, nope, nope, not going to do it. And I feel terrible for the rest of the band because, you know, it's not there. Like, right. it has nothing to do with them. Right. But what that dude did was so effed up. So and at the same up. time, I mean, I've we're watched still, the Michael Jackson documentary. I was just going to say, we're still playing Michael I, Jackson songs. Dude, I, I, was I, wanna, at, no, I was at Bar Napoli two weekends ago. Never go out, never go there, but yeah. I'm there. And, and the music's popping, and all of a sudden, MJ comes on. And I'm like, oh, God. And I look over it, and there is a Michael Jackson impersonator dancing, and people are videotaping. So, of course, I'm videotaping. But I'm like, as I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, I don't like any of this. I feel very uncomfortable. But also, I'm still, <laughs> but I'm, you know, got to get it for the gram. Dude, yeah. Uh <laughs> And I don't know how I'm to feel about Michael Jackson. Dude, R. Kelly, done. I am. I'm, is he all, so? Yeah, like I, what I've is canceled the, him in my brain. Right, right. They're canceled to me. I mean, I. I remember hear, like right what's, after what's that. The, what's the one R. Kelly song? Fresh out the kitchen. That Ugh, you know. Ignition. Ignition. Ignition remix. It's the it's the best. It's like the best. Song. It's like the best song ever. It's awful. I was right after I watched the series on on was it surviving r kelly yeah yeah. Um, i was walking my dogs and i heard it like loudly in the neighborhood like playing and i was like wow someone's got some serious balls they are playing this at top volume their windows are open and then the song ended and people cheered and i was like oh shit that's another level of crazy you are a cover artist covering r kelly like the month after the documentary came out really wow that's balls and also to the audience what 
Yeah, but maybe shout just, out U City, just throwing down yeah. with a freaking R. Kelly <laughs> yeah. impersonator out there. Like what? Some people just aren't like connected <laughs> to it, you know? No, you know, that's totally true. I think I had that conversation on the Riz show about the about Michael Jackson, and Riz had seen the documentary, and he, God, Riz is. He's such a talented fucking individual. He's so crazy talented and so smart. Uh, and he and I disagree on a lot of things, but I found that both of us were on the same side of this. We're like, hey man, maybe if we hadn't watched the documentary yeah. and maybe if we were able to stick our heads in the sand, right. we could still do it because damn, if I didn't grow up dancing in diapers to Thriller, because right. I do, those are the, that's the video, like the giant video camera my parents had to rent just to record me in my diapers dancing to that song. And now I can't have that memory without awkwardly tying it but i did i watched the documentary and now i'm ruined so if you can maybe avoid it and you don't feel i haven't morally, watched the documentary if you don't feel morally guilty about not watching the documentary then you can go ahead with your life but I'm, otherwise it, it's tough if you've watched it it, it does make it yeah tough. yeah it's hard for me to get excited to watch uh oh no there's no excitement movies about, that. about pedophiles <laughs> yeah, yeah there's no excitement there i guess you <laughs> you and Riz really like to do that kind of stuff but <laughs> no, the, uh, i couldn't i actually was shocked that he had that seemed more of a moon situation yeah, yeah, yeah. to me that dude rocks he rocks moon rocks some docks he will rock a dock if you ask him. i love how moon really rounds out the Riz mornings like he's very he <laughs> thank god i i love those gentlemen so much each one of them I have a very special relationship. Rizzuto was the music director when I got hired. So he was the one who trained me to be on air. Yeah. So he would be sitting down with me and we'd be listening to my shows back. And he'd be like, don't oh, do that. No. You sound oh, dumb. God. Don't do that. And he was so, but like in the best, most mean, but yeah, also yeah. best. He's a blunt, like, yeah, yeah. like just constructive criticism. Yeah, sure. So I have a special relationship. Tony Patrico was my first intern um, when I first oh, got yeah. hired. So our first day, the exact same day together, Point Fest, May, 2007. So he and I have this, and I watched him get his, asked just what I mean he got put through the ringer and the Woody show being the Woody and Rizzuto producer yeah. they put him through I it. loved it yeah. so now there's nobody who deserves to be kind of at the top of that you know what I mean right. a, a second mic you know what I mean yeah, like a yeah, popular. Yeah. Jeff Burton gave me my first segment ever dude just, Tom and Jeff was like dude, I loved the it best yeah I got hired and they were the number one afternoon show and we did 30 broadcasts 30 days at 30 different on-site locations and it was incredible so I just wow. like him and his concert for Crohn's and, and the softball for Crohn's. I just love him. And then Moon came in and just, I mean, <laughs> I am Moon. Just, and like, and, I'll, I'll and know his voice. He, he didn't come in after Jeff, obviously. Jeff came in uh, kind of after him, but yeah. he just, he brings something so completely different yeah. to the group. I love it. Yeah. And it throws, it throws a wrench in everybody, which just, it's so entertaining. It's, it's not fun to listen to a bunch of people like all agree and no. be on the same page. So I love no. him. I love his. I love it. And I think he like kind of plays it up a little bit, which I like. I and do like too. I do always too. know. And I love how like he has such a high pitched voice that it's like. It's so you good. Because that's the thing you realize is like if you have a bunch of people that have the same voice, it's almost impossible to tell what the fuck is going on. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure that that's like a, I don't know. I'm not actually no, sure it at is. all. But like a piece of like him him coming in there, anybody coming in there, if if you sound just like Patrico, no matter how good you are, nah, they're like, man. we already got a Patrico. We already got dude. one. Yeah. Adding, adding King Scott too has really just been a delight. <laughs> it's so funny because <laughs> I'm in these like, you know, radio groups on Facebook. It's all professional people, all people from across the country. Yeah. And they'll be like, hey, I'm bored this morning. I'm going to listen to a morning show. Whose morning show is the best? And then like, I'm the fourth person to put the Riz show. Like I've been outdone by people from other places. Like I'm like, God damn it. I wanted to pimp my own station. Like some person in, in like Dubuque, Iowa is like, do you listen to the Riz show podcast? And I'm like, God damn it. That's funny. I, yeah, man. They had like the number one podcast in Missouri and Illinois last year. It was like crazy. Wow. 
what's it magazine? I, I mean, I could send you the study, but I remember being like, or the poll and just being like, holy shit, both states. Yeah. Like that's just crazy. But then I listen every damn day and I'm like, oh no, I know. I, they're fucking so entertaining. I can't stop. Well, and it's because like, it's like real, they're all real it, friends and yeah. like, or not real friends, but like it all happens like kind of like King Scott getting in. It all happens kind of naturally so that like everybody has their own are. thing. Right, right, right. And it, I think that that's the authenticity thing is like, you can feel it, it when they're fighting right. and, Guys, if I tell like if they're fighting on the air, that the microphones go off. Yeah, the tension does not leave that room. <laughs> like they are still in it, and yeah. you can feel it. And if you're not like I've only been on the show a handful of times. The last time I filled in for Moon when he was out with Goldfinger, um, Risen Risen uh, Patrico had gotten into it about something not not hotly contested, but yeah. enough for it to just like permeate. Yeah. Once we got off the <laughs> and like I didn't know whether I could then be funny about anything or say anything. So I was like, I think I'm just going to go to the kitchen and get a muffin. Cause I was like, I, who, t- who talks first? I don't talk first. Right. Right. Cause if I say something, they're both gonna be like, huh. And I just grunt and I don't, ah. but then they get on the air and you know what I mean? And something goes and changes the whole direction of the interaction. And the next thing you know, they're laughing with each other and you're like, what just happened? Yeah. It's a weird, um, I, not that I'm claiming to know anything about any of this stuff, but just these little like, truths about broadcast like that i'm just kind of like really stumbling on is like yeah, you're like oh yeah the first mic second mic like there is a pecking order and like yep. you have to know where you're at because like There's if everybody pe- talks at the same time shut the fuck up and let number one go yeah and then if he's not you know dude you've and riz is like the best number one he like yeah. There's nobody that controls the damn ship the way that dude does. He just does. And it's crazy. I just learned this, that ESPN has other people running the ship. They have producers who run the boards and then they talk. I'm like, what? I have to run my own board. What? Right. Yeah, they were Whoa. all they're all blown away to know that Riz is doing it because really? they've got somebody. Yeah. And I think that's it. It might just be sports. I don't know if that's just, but it's all of their shows. It's not just like one show. It's yeah. just like a different culture. It's so crazy how even in the same building, four same, rooms yeah, down, yeah, yeah, yeah. just completely different. That's interesting. It seems like uh, that idea of producer, quote unquote, is a um, a growing industry <laughs> right yeah. now because of like podcasts. Like, there's all these like kids or, or like young. Uh, you know, adults, I guess, that are like producers. You yep. know what I mean? Like, uh, it's a what's very really, interesting I think thing. what's really just, the word producer just means gets shit done. Right, right, right. Like exactly. legit gets, <laughs> yeah. it needs to get done. Producer gets that shit yeah, done. Does it yeah. need to be edited? Great, they're getting it done. Does somebody need to set up the interview? Yeah, it's getting done. Right. And the talent just rolls in, right. sits the fuck down. Yeah. And you're like, cool. And then they get the, <laughs> then they get the credits and the producer's like, <laughs> <Get nothing>. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Like fire shooting well, everywhere. And like, I don't know if you feel I just did another way. meme in real life too. I know. <laughs> it's fire fine. Shooting fire shooting everywhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But like, I know that like when I, um, when I'm sitting here with this like super easy to operate board, I still have this little feeling of like, fuck, are we recording? Is it, you know, <laughs> Dude, and, like, sometimes I turn down the music and it gets quiet in there. It's like too quiet. I'm like, Oh God. Yeah. Am I on the radio right now? And then I turn up the sound. I'm like, Oh no, it's fine. fine, fine. Yeah. Cause you're like the engineer and the yep. producer, you're like running the whole thing. Yep. And so it's like. I'm sure a lot easier to be, um, I guess my point was like, if somebody else is running the board and I could just think about the interview, I think that it would be a lot, I would be it's different. Yeah. Like sometimes you when you're talking, freedom. like I like glance down and I'm like, just make sure we're recording. Mm-hmm. Just make, and, it, and which sucks cause it takes me out of it. Um, and so I think about like, Oh, a producer would then you would just be like, 
and if anything ever bad happened, you could just be like, you motherfucker, Dude, you didn't, you know, like. It was so cool. I was in today, like, watching ESPN kind of do that. Yeah. And they have their own production studio, like, King Scott's is, like, outside of the studio. So it's, like, the studio, right. and then it's this, like, adjacent, you okay. can see through the window. Yeah. And he was talking, and I was like, who is he talking to? And I realized he is in the headphones. Like, we have producer one outside talking to producer two oh. inside. And the guys are doing their thing. They got Danny McLaughlin in there. They got Freeze in there. So they're talking baseball. And he's like, hey, we're just going to skip this segment. We're moving this to time, blah, blah, blah. And they're worried about the time and changing things and making sure the commercials get so that the Randy Carricker can just talk about sports and not have to worry about it. And I was like, I'm thinking to myself, gosh, every time I've ever done a show, I'm listening to David talk and he's telling me a great story. And I'm thinking, okay, cool. When he's done with this, I need to make sure that I set up this Pearl Jam song so that I can play it. And then I make sure it's timed out right or whatever. Producing your own shit. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And then I miss something interesting that they're saying and I'm unable to fully engage and that kind of sucks. But that's the multitasking of it, I suppose. Let's let's make this our go out thing. Mm-hmm. I want to talk. I want to hear about your skills of like. So you're making me think of like active listening. I basically just want you as a super pro interviewer to help me be <laughs> a little bit better on our way out. So like, give me some tips uh, on like ways to be like a thing that I am getting better at, um, but was a real problem in the beginning. Is like while the other person's talking, I'm just thinking about how I'm not gonna fuck up. So I'm like trying to have oh, and then I can ask a follow up question about this or like what is it, you know? And like I'm trying to like just shut the fuck up and just listen so that you can like have callbacks to what they were talking about and like you know what I mean? Like everybody does that. Just so you know, like I I mean maybe some super famous interviewer doesn't, but I am Ryan always Seacrest I w- Ryan Seacrest doesn't. Ryan Seacrest just, yeah. Dude, just does it. <laughs> he doesn't give a I'm fuck. I just I'm over here like I'm over here like okay, we're talking about the album, but then after I talk about the album, I know I want to talk about them being on tour with this band or whatever. Like my brain automatically goes to the next thing and it's so hard to like stop that. Yeah. Um so I don't ever interview like you'll always see me with notes, you'll always see me with something. And I know it's not always super professional, but like I've always got my cell phone or something and I just put down the subjects. I stopped writing out full questions. Yeah, just and I started just memory. writing these type of things so that when I like they get into something and I want to fully engage, right. then I can when I look down instead of looking through a whole sentence or something, I can pick right back up with like the festival that I wanted to talk about next or whatever. Yeah. So that's like I think that's my biggest my biggest takeaway from interviewing. Gosh, Donnie Fandango is the best interviewer ever. Watching him when he talks about shit, you're like, he knows. He knows. He knows. Right. He does so much research. Yeah. And is just. He's like a music nerd. It's crazy. You know? yeah. I, I don't know how. He just sounds so natural and he's so genuine. And he's really good at the active listening and he tunes out. And like, he'll be like, oh man, I didn't even get to half my interview questions. I'm like, how? How? How are you able to like engage and like naturally do that? And I'm thinking to myself, oh God, I got to ask him this. I got to ask this. And I'm like, ugh. Yeah. If I could calm down and be half the interview, he is. So good. <laughs> So, okay, uh, write shit down. Yeah, write shit down. What else you got? Mm, it's nice when you don't have to be timed. So if, as long as you don't have to, like, do any kind of time constraints, I say just let your free flow, like you're doing like this, like, oh, yeah. I hate they're like, you have 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. great. And I see somebody over there, like, tapping. It's like, oh, no, no. So do you... I'd say choose, <laughs> choose wisely. Make sure you always have plenty <laughs> yeah, of time. Plenty of time. Uh, do you do... In these interviews that we're talking about, for whatever reason, my brain is going towards because I've seen you do these like at Point Fest. Mm-hmm. Is that the the 
when you think of you doing interviews, is that what you're thinking of? Or are you thinking about like when somebody drops in the studio or is like a Probably mix more or point like fast, I think. Yeah. Cause that's I when you're like, it. you're hitting bangers, like Dude. 10. Yeah. And like, do you, it's are my you, favorite. I love interviewing bands because I watched Donnie do it. I was a promotions girl for six years before I got my full time on air. Oh shit. Wow. So, so I had a lot of time to watch him, yeah. watch Rizzuto, watch Jeff Burton, um, and see what they did. And I was like, okay, I watched it. And I was like, Donnie knows his shit. So I will just constantly research, especially the night before. Mm. I also watch a ton of interviews with that band. Anything from super recent to far back, because I want to try and avoid the same type of questions, or I want to try and attack them from a different way. Or I realize that the artist really likes that question, or yeah, it's yeah. something they're comfortable. They or got they, like a little bite they can shoot out, and you can make them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. So it's funny, because like some labels will send us like, here's some things about the band. And I'm like, it makes me feel a little bit stupid. Cause I'm like, you know that I've been doing this for a while. I can look up the stuff, but and I you know that they sent that same fucking thing to, to every everybody. other person. Right. Yeah. So I'm interviewing the Arctic monkeys, I don't know, 2013 or 2014 or something. And the interview was just tanking from the second I got there. It was just going to go badly. I love them as a band. So I was already set up like, Oh God, what if they're not nice yeah. and they're nice. They're just British. And it's just a different, <laughs> it's just different. It's just different. Yeah. They weren't getting my sense of humor. I wasn't getting theirs. Cunt like, means something different yeah, out there. Cl- clear, di- clear disconnect, right? It's their last night of tour. They've been out for like uh, six yeah. months. They're exhausted. They literally fly back to London like hours after the show. So they're in a terrible mood. Yeah. But the label guy or the management person had sent me um, like, here's a few things about the band. If you're interested And the very last thing was uh, they really like the show True Detective on HBO. So I'm talking to them like, guys, what was it like? You got to work with Josh Homme from Queens. I love him so much. Like the desert session. Let's talk at the album. And they are just, they're giving me one word answers. One of, one of them did a hand gesture, a claw hand gesture is one of the answers. And you know, Ben Vogel saying he will second (laughs) this entire conversation because he was videotaping the interview. This is one of those interviews where uh, the singer gets up from his stool, crosses in front of the camera Stops just enough so like his shoulder, so he's like blocking me, drinks yeah. his soda, sets the soda down, then goes back. Like it's just like oh the my. worst interview. It's never we never videotaped, it's never been posted, aired. we never oh, aired it or really? anything. It was just awful. At the end of it, I'm like, you know what? I heard a little birdie say that you guys really like the show True Detective. I'm a big fan. And they lit up. Oh it's, shit. It's yeah. like they're like, oh man, we're so obsessed. There's only two episodes and we're so bummed because once we go back to England. It's not there yet, so we're gonna have to wait wait. a whole other three months just to get that. We're just so bummed, and like I was like, God damn it! If I just read that email and like gave it two looks instead of (laughs) being my own selfish, like I gotta get this. I have to ask them about my favorite artist that they worked with, and I was like, Damn, maybe I should have just paid a little more attention. But it's it's funny how like just one, you just don't know what's gonna set somebody off and like get them talking. So yeah, Yeah, that's the thing that I've like. feedback that I get from the stuff that I've done with the with bands is like because I just genuinely am lazy and don't care to like talk to people about like how did you get your band name like I'm not like smartly avoiding no, that's also it. a very ignorant question I feel like bands get offended right. I know at this I know point. I know well I actually do want to ask say, I now <laughs> now I want to ask uh but like yeah but <laughs> but like um and and they all like now it's like a trope and like a joke where they're like just don't ask where you get your band yeah. name so I'm like I'm gonna definitely start asking that but um I feel like just like not caring has been a big thing that I've gotten a lot of positive feedback. They're like, it seems like you're not like, uh, like, you know, you don't like, you're not like wowed or that's not the right word, but you know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, it just seems like you guys are friends even though you mm-hmm. haven't met the person. And I'm like, yeah, I, I think it's just because I'm like just such a dead person inside of like, <laughs> I don't, 
like every every person that I've ever met that I like looked up to has been a huge letdown, and so I've just like really been like, oh, all people are just people. Yeah. And so like, wow. Yeah. So if somebody's like sucks to talk to, then like. That's you're just thing. not you're not shocked because you're not if you're not putting him up on this pedestal then you can't yeah, be dropped. Exa- That's actually really smart now that you think about it. So and I feel like I didn't do that on purpose, but I just have like no. have figured out that that's just like the way that I am operating. And dude, because Yellow Card was like one of my favorite bands, and we did an episode with Ryan Key, and I was genuinely didn't like I was like I was more excited that I was getting to talk to him that i was getting to introduce his podcast i think the maker podcast check it out it's out Mm -hmm. available now at all Um, (laughs) but like i was more excited that like adam had like reached out to be like hey would you help us like promote this thing i was more proud and excited of that than like talking to this dude that i like and then after it was over i like had to sit down and tell myself like hey jordan you idiot just take a minute to think about your 17 year old self how fucking stoked they would be and try to enjoy that because I really wasn't enjoying it. I was like, okay, cool. Another podcast done on to the next business, shit. business, business. Yeah. And you just have to like, take a minute to be like, like, do you feel like, um, do you ever take the time? Like you're like a badass. Like you're doing a lot of it's like, like so nice. cool shit. And like, did you ever think you're going to be where you're at? Like when you were 17, do you take the, the time to like reflect on like how you're killing it? You know what I mean? Oh, I don't, Oh, I mean, that's a tough one. I, I hope I do. I really think I'm doing good in life um, because I have good friends and I have a good job and I have a good house and I have healthy dogs and a good family and I feel like that feels really good. So I'm, I feel very proud of that. Yeah. Um, it's hard to get a clear look of yourself from the outside. So it's weird to reflect right. on like actual accomplishments but it's very cool to see that I'm following, I guess, I don't, how, I don't know how to say it, actually, how to verbalize what I'm thinking, which is not usually the case for me. I think talking is so easy, but I, I want to verbalize that. Take as long, the podcast form, we can take as long <laughs> take so, as you as need as you to want. find the right words. Um, maybe if I just, okay. In first grade, I went to Christ Prince of Peace. It's a Catholic school on Manchester. Um, okay. And they had us all lay down on big pieces of paper and you do an outline of your body shape and then you draw yourself in with your clothes and your hair color and that's the activity. And there was like 20 kids in the class and 19 of them were kids in Catholic school uniforms and one of them was me. And that one that was me was an off-the-shoulder dress with cleavage and a mini skirt with a slit and fishnets and red lips and hoop earrings and blue eyeshadow and blonde hair. And my teacher, my mom taught at the same school, my teacher went and got her and was like, all right, Gail, can you see which one of your daughter is? And, like, here I am now in my 30s, and I would 100% wear any of those things. And, like, I feel like I'm living kind of a rock and roll lifestyle. I don't, yeah. I couldn't have dreamt it. I couldn't have, I couldn't have known it was going to be this good. Yeah. I got to interview Jack White when he headlined Lollapalooza with two different bands, an all female band and an all male band. And I remember spending so much money on tickets to see the White Stripes. Like it's just, it's, I, it's beyond my wildest dreams to get to do what I'm doing now. So it's hard to look at it and be like, wow, this is, you're really doing it. Cause I'm like, am I doing it? Am I still doing it? Like, I'm afraid if yeah. I, I'm afraid if I stop if and I stop, look, yeah. then I'll trip or I'll fall. Yeah. Or, you know, when you have so many things that are good in your life, you're just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop and you right. freak out about it. So, um, I wish I took more time to look back on it, but to hear you say that I'm a badass really, I mean, I also just really respect you in general. So that just 
really kind of hit me in a way. <laughs> it kind of kind of hit me in my feels a little bit because um, I think what I get to do is very cool every day, and just in, in existing, yeah. and then everything else. Holy shit, are you serious? Like. I get to listen to music and, and yeah. dance and dance on TikTok and be silly. <laughs> yeah. And I get to show people that's okay. And it's, I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's like w- your work is like, is like fun, real stuff. And I feel like that's, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people have to like just work, work. You know what I mean? Like they have to like, like their joy happens after they're done mm-hmm. working. And I, and I see the, it and you like. the means to the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and which is fine. I mean like that, like it's a privilege to be able to do what you love. Like it, there's nothing wrong with like having to do what you hate to do what you love afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know? But like. That's, I think that's why there's such a fear for me that it will go away at some point. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of radio personalities, like people always ask, like, are we always paranoid you know that people tease Donnie for being freaked out or Jeff Burton freaking out that he's gonna get fired again (laughs) we just know that we have it so good that you're like oh god when am I gonna ask gonna be asked to leave and when am I gonna have to figure out how to dig ditches you know what I mean when am I gonna have to go find another an actual skill I've been you know surviving as an adult doing a teenage type lifestyle (laughs) for so long that I'm like oh is anyone gonna notice like please don't notice me just let me keep doing my thing whereas whereas when you work uh and you know I mean hell I cleaned out tanning beds at a tanning salon I've had some shitty jobs but then you like use that money to go live your real life or your vacation and you do your hobbies and you raise your kids and do all those kind of things if you lose that job your your sense of self might not be destroyed whereas I think if I were to get fired, and at some point probably I will get fired, it's just radio, it's what it is, um, I will lose a great sense of self because I've been Lux on 105.7 yeah. The Point for 13 years. Right. So I don't know where that ends and where the right. rest of me begins. So it can get scary at But times. I feel like it's cool that you have, like, you're not, you're, you are Lux. Like, we were talking about, like, you're not Lux 105.7, you're Lux on radio. Yeah. And, like, all this shit, like... Dude, I mean, I would fucking, like, love to know, like, to hire you to tell me how to do what you do because that is such a skill. And, like, I mean, you already know, like, if you're not doing exactly what you're doing, you're set, you're one of the, there's people in the band that are figuring out how to do the next thing. Mm-hmm. And there are people in the band that are like, I'll just be in the band forever. Yeah. And you're somebody that's not like, I'll just be in the band forever. You no. know what I mean? Which is, I, I mean, I don't know. I want, I want something, I want something else and I want, like, I want to keep doing things yeah. uh, that are new and fresh and fun. Um, just longevity in the, in the career field that I'm in, but also just pure brain food. I need to keep yeah. moving. I'm not one of those people who can just sit by and watch it go. I got to get on that train. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like it's good that you have the, um, the awareness that um, that there are things that you have to do to keep healthy and to like, you know what I mean? Like, and like, you're aware that, I don't know, just you have like a good awareness about you that I feel like, you know, you're going to kill it where whatever happens. So that's so nice. Thank you. I really want, I, I want to live up to that because that's what I want from myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just, yeah, from my perspective, I feel like you are. And, Thanks. um, and, um, I mean, I taught cardio strip fit once, yeah. pole dancing. <laughs> what else haven't I done? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I'll go back to the call center. Who needs some shoes? Baker <laughs> shoes? Who needs pescadrol? <laughs> well, I really appreciate you taking the time um, to come out, and I hope everybody's enjoyed um, listening to 
to a little, I mean. This is so fun because like I'm used to seeing you on stage. Like I met you when you were a rock star. You were on bands. <laughs> I used to go watch you play. So this is cool to see you in this other chapter of your life too because you were not one <laughs> of those. You were clear, No, you were clearly not going to be one of those people who was going to just like that being a musician and being, uh, playing guitar, playing an instrument, that wasn't going to be your, end, yeah. yeah, that wasn't going to be your defining trait. Right. It's not, and you know, being a radio personality isn't my defining trait either. And it's just really cool to see everybody our age that we've watched grow up, like become these people, like even just the transition from your basement to here. But yeah. like where I watch, I'm like, oh man, I used to go watch Last Night's Wise Play and I saw your music videos and stuff like that. And then now you're a dad and you're podcasting and you're doing videos and like all this stuff. It's like, holy shit. Yeah, it's, it's a wild ride. And, and I feel the same like with you. Like I remember like I've known you for forever and yeah, I remember like when you were a promotion girl Dude, and then handing out stickers, <laughs> I would be handing out stickers outside of pops when you were doing shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember like, I remember we like my old band was doing some dumb contest and like you were a DJ or a, a, whatever you guys call yep. it, uh, a, a personality. And I was like, Hey, I, I was like so embarrassed to ask. And I was like, would you mind like pumping this up? And you're like, of course I will. And like, you know what I mean? Like it, it Dude, was I'm cool. passing that hype baton. We're, we're passing the hype baton around <laughs> but it's, now. Yeah. It's, Come it's on St. Louis. Get on it. <laughs> it's cool to like, um, it's cool to be, of this age where like everybody finally is like doing cool stuff. Yeah. Cause we've all been grinding for a long Dude, time. The twenties were gnarly. Everyone was working at like a drive through or a yeah. Starbucks or, you know trying what I mean? Like their just dream, trying you know, to and, yeah. grind and now seeing the hobbies and the dreams shape, shape out and take form. And it feels awesome. like there's like, we're in this accelerator right now because, um, because there are like, I'm like, oh, I don't have to reach out to like this unattainable, like, personality i'm like reaching out to my friend like yeah. hey come do my podcast you know what i mean and like a lot of the fun people that i've had on the show and and just like do like doing work with is like um like friends or friends of friends and it feels cool i think about being 20 it would be like terrifying to do that you oh, know what i mean 100 because you're like reaching up so far and now it feels like i don't know maybe i'm just arrogant but it feels like i'm reaching like across yeah i know you are and it's so it's like it, it's like I don't have that, uh, I can't like reach out to like Obama yet. You know what I mean? Oh dude. But I want that confidence. Yes. But like <laughs> right now I'm just trying to like Come back, reach out to my, you know, anyway. Dude, those rolled up <laughs> pants and those sneaks. God, that man's so fine. I watched Michelle Obama speak. I got to see her talk with Oprah in Chicago and the whole time I just kept thinking like Barack's in the building, right? Like his sexy ass is in this building, right? <laughs> right. He's in this building listening to dope tunes out of his AirPods being hip as shit. It's so cool. <laughs> he did when age you, when you reach, hard though. Dude, oof, we aged him. Oof. That's what I'm saying. Oof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and Michelle you, looks better than ever. Dude, when you can reach he, up to you know. them, you better reach down to me and take me with you. And you're like, <laughs> I want that like one arm to one arm connection. But I think you're totally 100% spot on. It is just, we're maybe we're giving people in their 20s something to look forward to because I think in my high school years I was like dude it's gonna be so cool to be 21 and at 21 I was like it's gonna be so cool to be 27 and then at 29 I was like oh shit <laughs> uh, but also guys I'm 36 and shit's great it's fucking great it's better than it was in my 20s I wouldn't go back I wouldn't go back to high school fuck that <laughs> dude your yeah. 30s are where it's at and I really hope that when I get to my 40s I find that's the fuck where it's at yeah. Like we're just giving people more hope growing is aging is awesome. I don't care that I'm old. I think that's an awesome moniker. I'm happy to be called old. I'm happy yeah. to be able to live another means day. Like, yeah. You're like doing <laughs> cool shit. 
I feel like surviving. it's kind of sad. I mean, okay, it's best to be doing awesome shit and be super young. That's crazy. But oh, yeah. also, that's shit. terrifying I because, mean, like, you'll probably, like, I want to be die. Patrick Mahomes at 24 years old, <laughs> world, you know, yeah. fucking champion. That'd be so great. But also, pace yourself. Do yeah, it at your yeah, own yeah, pace. Yeah, get right. there. And if all you can do today is get out of bed and then get back into bed and then wake up the next day, you have fucking done it. Like, you have done it. You have survived. And that's all you need to fucking do. And from there, go up. But you you can do it. <laughs> I love it. Let's end there. Lux, thanks. thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, guys, we'll see you next week. Um, go to bed. Mm-hmm.